Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to The Rob and Slim Show with Rob. It doesn't feel good on your asshole. Slim. I'm going to rip your head off and fuck your neck hole. <laughs> and Slamborghini. It's hurting till it's squirting, baby. Yeah, yeah. Internet radio's finest. Oh, hero breeze. I am old man they once called. DJ Nat Naisu. Many years ago, I make big number one hit single called Ching Cheng Changu. But today it bring me great shame. You see, I tried to write the right lyrics, but we did not have technology. Ching Cheng Chang, Ching Cheng Chang. Oh yeah. I remember this song go. We would smack a bitch if we had to tell her twice. Yo, I talk that ching chang chong. That's how we say hi, hero. I got that rice egg roll. The run special. Original chicken with that physical growth. Rack bear? Tender a 
like Bitcoin and bro drive. I got that Kung Kang Pow, that chicken faggot young child. He played the Sonic on Sega. He all the Mexican now. I saw P Townsend great. You roll 2000 gay. I talk like Ching Chang Chong. Let's have some real gay fun. Watch I'ma get it now. Gotta get cracked. Do you sell crack? Crackers get cracked. In this corner, he's known as the Slamberghini. That's right, he breaks walls at 198 pounds. Give it up for our intern on the Robin Slim Show. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Hey guys, this is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. Let's go while we're young. Showtime, a holes. What's up? What is going I can't on? Do anything. We should just go home. What? That's that song. It's too good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that song was can't amazing. Can't stop that. Can't stop that. When are you gonna When are you gonna watch something, Slambo? Like fucking Walking Dead. Oh, um, pretty soon. Well, a I trigger saw, warning with I, Killer Mike. I saw a cool uh, horror movie. Yeah, movie. I didn't ask about that. <laughs> trigger which, warning looked good. Is it which good? Which movie? Uh, real quick. It was called The Void. On uh, on Netflix? Or? Yeah, Netflix. What was it about? It's like, like it's kind of like, <clears throat> uh, like uh, The Thing, kind of. Like all the dead bodies like mutate into these just like Cronenberg. Yeah, movies. that's a Slambo movie. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me you watch this. <laughs> I'm not shocked. <laughs> but Trigger Warning with Killer Mike is amazing. He's a rapper. Uh, he wrestled his dude LP. And uh, it's like the smartest, funniest, stupidest show like type of thing. Like one of those type things. And he's really smart and shit. He's like a really great uh, like philosopher and shit. Uh, I think the first episode was about living black. Mm. So... He's saying, like, yeah, slavery sucked, but uh, back then, they kept the money in the black community because you were a black guy, you bought from, like, a black butcher, and you bought from a black baker and shit like that. So he tries to live black for, like, an episode and realizes, like, first he's, like, pissed. He's, like, can't smoke weed because his buddy was, like, uh, uh, you know, that's probably grown by a, a fucking white guy in California. He's, like, yeah, but a black guy sells it. And he's, like, yeah, but still, you can't. So... And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't want to be racist like Trump, but I ain't smoking no Mexican weed. Like, he's funny as hell. <laughs> and so, yeah, he tries to look black. Even at one point, him and his buddy, like, found this place, the black-owned diner and stuff. But then they order uh, fucking food. 
And then he realizes it didn't come from black. Like, he does. He finds this, like, old black lady that's amazing. She grows, like, her own, like, uh, vegetables and fruits and shit and makes all this food in her house. And you can just go in her house for, like, five bucks and eat whatever Dude, you want. Oh, wow. Bread and shit. Yeah. This is amazing stuff. And the second episode was, uh, like, he wanted to take down the uh, education system. So it was amazing. He first goes to, like, the school and these little kids. And they're all telling them what they want to do. And they're all hyper. One wants to be president. One wants to be a uh, fucking scientist. And she's like, well, no. It's like, aim way lower. None of you are going to be that. So how about electrician or something? So then that didn't go over too well. So then he comes up with his own way. And he actually got a trade school to, like, pick up, uh, I, I think, his uh, his program, which was, uh, he got porn. Porn stars <laughs> to fucking teach, uh, like, electrician and shit. And shit, shit around your house. So he's got, like, two dudes fucking while they're changing, like, a light bulb and shit. It's really funny. <laughs> really funny. Then he had uh, one where he's, like, he goes online and he's, like... Oh, the uh, the Hell's Angels. They're they're a fucking hate group. They're a fucking they're, they're they're a gang, but they're selling. Uh, you can buy a Hell's Angels T-shirt, and that money goes to whatever. And yeah, they might be doing some good shit, especially now. Like you know, the kind on the up and up. He's like, why can't there be Cola? So he does. He fucking finds some Crips, and they fucking make <laughs> and market a fucking. They might make a market Cola. And then like at first, these businesses are like worried. Because, like, people said, too, like, yo, I might be shot walking around with this thing. Yeah. Like, so nobody would take it. So then he got the bloods involved. He made, like, blood pop or some shit. <laughs> and then he went to, like, this farmer's market. They're both selling it next to each other. And they're both, like, having a good time and shit. And, like, little white girls are drinking this shit. It's amazing. And then these businesses started carrying this shit. Like, liquor stores and stuff. That's amazing. There's wow. one where he does, like, this super group, too. Oh, my God. Where he has, like, auditions for other people to come in and get on this track because he wants to like reach all audience he actually booked a a gig too uh, at a nursing home and the, the old people loved him and shit um but he gets this like super group and it is ridiculous he got this one like white supremacist guy on the track and shit it is fucking that one was crazy but the show's really good yeah trigger warning with killer mike yeah i think i had started uh watching it because i read the descriptions and i was like this sounds amazing and then i think i just got distracted by something else but i've been meaning to go back and yeah writer really, like, told me to check it out it. and when i was like laying up with my stupid tooth and fucking face hurting i checked it out it's great it's great i can't wait to finish it can't wait for more it's really cool um i am um, real quick i just started season four of uh better call saw and oh yeah gus is uh, like a major character in How this season now is that? four about five or six they're, i think they might be start i they just finished their fourth so they're starting their fifth because Ryder, i think is up to date with it and said it just got to like the point where it's like amazing like it's a slow build but yeah. Uh, she said that, like, whatever current season, it finally gets to the point where it's crazy, like, Breaking Bad. What were you saying, though? Well, uh, yeah, because, like, it, it was slow, but then I just started watching it in season four is when they start uh, giving a bigger role to Gus. Oh, you Gus. see a lot of Gus. Oh, and I love just Gus. Just forgot how terrifying he is. And he, he just, he murders one of uh, Nacho's guys, and it's just like, oh, my God, just a devastating fucking scene. Was uh, Bad? Nacho was, um... Tuco's guy that gets a uh, that sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of Tuco's guys that gets killed. But it's okay. the uh, Better Call Saul follows him around a lot and like his story and like he fucks up a deal. Uh, tries to st basically steal money from Gus and Gus like finds out and just puts a plastic bag over. Oh, that's his uh, <laughs> his buddy's like head and suffocates him, makes him watch, and then that's he just I, turns to yeah. him and goes, I own you now. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say from uh, Walking Dead. Uh, Alpha is so creepy. Like, there's one scene where, like, this guy and his girlfriend are challenging her. 
Like, cause I guess you could challenge her to like be the leader or some shit. Yeah. Yep. And so she fucking uh, instead of like fighting either one of them, like she goes up. Uh, she had the the beta. Beta's creepy too. I don't know if he's in the comic. Like he's a really big dude huge, in the comic. And this I, beer yeah. popping out of his fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. this huge yep. biker beer. Like you got coming out of the fucking uh, zombie face, dude. Yeah. He's, and he talks. I don't know. I can't even explain how he talks. Just creepy, hundred oh, percent. Wow. But uh, she goes up behind the fucking bitch and with like a wire, like decapitates her bro it is gnarly she picks up the fucking severed head hands it to the boyfriend and and then stabs him in like the side and he just like falls and dies wow. i don't know if that's in the comic but holy no shit. no they don't show that much oh my god um, and then uh lydia well that was the thing like lydia had gone back because daryl had it or she went back on her own um but then henry the stupid little fuck followed her and then they found him he got got so they had him like uh uh chained up and shit and so then the beta, I think, figured out. He's like, she has feelings for this boy. So I guess to find out, Alpha gives him, uh, gives her a knife, and is like, kill him. So like, as that's happening, the whole time, like Daryl and the deaf bitch had been fucking scouting, and all of a sudden, all this crazy shit starts happening. Walkers come in, they're all fighting. It's like chaos, and then Daryl rips off a zombie face, and he's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And uh, Lydia just went with them. The daughter went with them on her, on like her own. Like she's like. I guess she just realized how, how shitty the mom is, too. Like, because uh, even at one point, she said something about, like, you remember your dad. And, and you could tell, like, uh, the daughter hated her. And she's like, yeah, I do remember that. Like, I guess because then she had remembered, like, how good the father was and shit. Mm. I want to know if anybody wants, uh, anybody gets, uh, like, blowies or, or has sex with the zombie mask on. Like, is that <laughs> in the comic? No. Does anyone get a blowjob from, like, somebody I, wearing a zombie I know, mask? I know Carl fucks that girl in the comic. I think he loses his virginity to her. Ah, uh, yeah, I wanted him to punch his uh, V-card in the regular before he died. <laughs> I wanted him to get with the... Uh, I forget what bitch it was. Maybe it was, uh... Oh, what's a bitch that was in uh, Too Many Cooks? Oh, uh... <laughs> I can't remember her name, but now she's with, like, a dude that used to be in the, uh... In the, uh... Saviors. Uh, the, the fucking whatever. Um... Oh, Ryder said uh, Nacho is one of the be the best, one of her favorite characters. Yeah, she he's, said he's, he's amazing. amazing. Um, trying to see what else. I don't know if anything else crazy went down. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, the whispers is fucking crazy, crazy. Yeah, Beta was really cool. I I kind of did like him in the comic. Like I thought he was really cool because he was just fucking bulky and just a badass. And he has like, a, like seven. He has like a knife bad. fight with uh, Negan in the comic that was just amazing. Yeah, kind of, like going at it. Uh, but like disappointing when they revealed who he was because they always like kept his like identity in secret and then they revealed him and he was like a nobody he was like oh he used to be like a famous basketball player and that was it like he was nobody that had anything to do I still with don't anyone give a shit. your story sucked worse than it's gonna be on the tv i'm sure or in the comics you see the rebooting james on bob yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. Does he need money or something, Kevin Smith? Like, yeah. is he doing it? Like, is it him and Jason Mewes? It'd be great know. if it was those two other assholes he found. I don't know. I, I, all I heard <laughs> was they were doing a new one. Like, I didn't why? Know. Yeah, make a new. Not yeah, like why reboot like, it? It's it's not that long since it's been around. And like, yeah. what can you do now that was like not doable back then for a, a comedy slapstick movie? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are they rebooting? Do you know what it is either? I, I meant to look more into it. Are they rebooting Jason Silent Bob Strikes Back or just like? The characters, well, or the last time I had heard, the last thing I had heard was that they were doing a sequel to Jane and Silent Bob Strikes Back. See, but that then, was when I got the yeah. gist of what they were rebooting. But if but... they're just rebooting it, like who knows, like what they're what they're gonna do? Yeah, you know? like a new <laughs> one, make like a like how many years later, like some shit happens. Yeah, I want to see them uh, in their like forties. You know? Yeah, unless I, it would be really cool if he's just like 
doing this thing where it's about doing a reboot. Because, like, wasn't it uh, Jay and Silent Bob about them doing like a, a movie? So, like, movie? Yeah. yeah, so maybe. Like, kind of, like, just making fun of reboots. Maybe that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. that, w- that would, would definitely work. But, yeah, and think with him, like, yeah, no, he would never do anything corny like that, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because even uh, Clerks 2 was just amazing. It was how many oh, years well, later. I loved like, it, yeah. yeah. I-, I expected it to not be, because Clerks <laughs> 1 was just so uh, fucking unique and-, and so good. And, yeah, no, Clerks 2 was even better. <laughs> Even fucking better. Just the fast food setting was amazing. That I was mean, a great fucking choice. credits for that on the DVD. Because it was like the first, I don't know, 100 people that liked the Facebook page. Or MySpace, I think it was back in the day. Yeah, I think oh, it was it's amazing. <laughs> Got in the fucking credits. And on the DVD, they, they like scroll really fast, but I've actually paused it and see my name. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Credits. I gotta watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's gonna watch the whole movie just like to I said, see your name. They well, scroll really either. fast, so I'm just like pausing and unpausing, pausing and just see, and then yeah, I found my name. That's fucking awesome. And it's hard to see. There's like a shitload of the people. Maybe it was like the first thousand. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, I'm in that shit. Fuck yeah. That's pretty epic. What, uh, oh. What movie was that? Uh, Clerks 2? Yeah. Clerks 2. Yeah, that shit was good. I don't know. I've never seen a couple of the ones. Like, Mallrats. I never I, saw that shit. Slambo loves them all. I like Mallrats, I've heard everybody too. loves that movie, though. Like, everyone says how good it is. And there was one, Chasing Amy? Is that Yeah, that, was the, that one was kind of like a chick flick. That's what, it yeah. It really like, was. I, but I just like, never saw that one either. But. but, like, the scene that they show up in is funny. Isn't I it? love that cop movie he did. Did you see that shit with, uh, was it the one with Tracy Bruce? Morgan and Bruce Willis? I want, I, cop I've out. I've never seen it. I Holy cop out I've never seen it. Nah. One of the funniest fucking movies. Funniest movies ever. Like, really good, really good. But that's what, like, got him to, like, not make movies anymore. That was one of the last straws, I guess, because, uh, who's it, the white guy? Uh, oh, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. He said he was such a prick, such a prick to fucking work with. It just made him not want to fucking, like, do anything <laughs> else. It really, I guess, discouraged him as a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. What do you expect? You got Bruce Willis. So I kind of would expect him to be not, no, nothing less. Yeah. But he's still a great fucking actor. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Shit. I'm trying to think of any other movies. But yeah, Cop Out was just so good. So good. What else is he done? I never saw that. Was that Green Hornet? Whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Did he that do him? that? Was that him? Or no, that's Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's right? it. Yeah, that's Seth Rogen. Um, yep. Okay. He did that horror movie, uh, Red State, which that was cool. I, think I kind of enjoyed that. Wasn't uh, yeah, Jay it was in really it in the beginning? Or no? Was it was it a zombie movie? What was it? It was, was a horror movie with the, it was Jay like, in the beginning, and they're playing pool. Oh, maybe I don't know. No, but uh, Red State wasn't a zombie movie. It was like a cult movie, but it was okay, like fucking amazing. It was just off the wall. Just John Goodman was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love him. Yeah, fucking love him. Even a stupid hound in that Transformers movie. <laughs> that, one. that one with uh, Anthony Hopkins too. Is he's like uh, some just old old bag of shit. Just a real old bag of shit, but he's awesome. Fucking love that guy. But uh, yeah, John Goodman's great. What was that one? Uh, fucking history of violence that he was like badass in. he was like an arms dealer or some shit that was really oh, shit. crazy see, fucking movie. That movie yeah yeah, yeah that was a really that, good yeah. one he's just done some amazing roles too just did you see that one cloverfield movie he was in that was the second right i never got to see it it's really no, good i wanted yeah. to it's I great just so just because john goodman's amazing like it's it really isn't a cloverfield movie it's like a john goodman movie yeah. but it's, see, that's, <laughs> that's even better <laughs> fucking john goodman is amazing he's, he's like the main antagonist anything he's ever done is just Stupidly great. Stupidly great. <laughs> fucking love the John Goodman. Uh, is that fucking show still on? Like, did they continue it? The Roseanne? Because they started it, right? Because didn't they, they kill, they ended up killing her off. I never even saw it when she was on and everyone was saying how great it was. I think I just couldn't find my remote. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I don't need to watch this show. Right. I don't need that. It's true. 
I'm gonna fucking stand up and like switch shit on my own with my fingers. I don't even think <laughs> I ever seen the original Roseanne. Like maybe like bits and pieces Originals in the background. Great. But... I used to yeah, love I remember watching it. the original one. But then they changed it. It was like all political and shit. Mm. And she was all like rah rah Trump. I guess that was the new angle. <laughs> it was a new angle. So yay. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't last longer. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Where's she now? Did she go to uh Israel? Nah, I think that's where she was trying to go. Last time I saw her, she was getting... I'm leaving the country. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You fucking Where did you cunts. see her? At a Wawa? You saw her? Yeah, where did you see her? I saw her at a Wawa. In a, in a... Wearing a, uh, uh, another person's face? <laughs> at board... board... <laughs> Sorry, at board camp. She like, board she's camp. the receptionist at board camp she now. That's what she does. She checks you in. She gets you your, uh, your uh, fallout shelter. She takes uh... our... Uh... She takes our refuse from the refuse pile. Yeah. <laughs> what is your refuse pile? What All is that? All the guts and stuff. The parts we don't use. Oh, I thought uh. you were going to talk about two cunts on a bench <laughs> as a refuse pile. Oh, we throw it at them. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I was thinking we should do like a photo shoot. Where, like, me and Slim are peeking through a bench. <laughs> and then the pictures get crazier. Like, at one point, Slim's sitting in and I'm just, like, standing and, like, he's kind of blowing me or something. <laughs> and then at one point, Slambo comes in, like, a, uh, with a crowbar and just, like, beats and kills us. <laughs> and, like, drags us away. Like, every everything tells a story. Like, as the, as, as you see more pictures, so... I was thinking we got to do that. We do have to do that. Say I'm molesting my bench again. (laughs) (laughs) Nine. Oh, shit. What a bunch of garbage. What a bunch of garbage. Did you ever go back and revisit that show? Oh, I hope nobody else did either. No. Yeah, no, I forgot all about it. I think the next day I woke up and I looked at Twitter and it was like another one of those biggest fans and they were in. But I don't know. Surprisingly, they haven't been as much this past week. Are they still uh, trying to, to fight you on whenever you post the show? They post oh, I'm not in that there? anymore. Oh, I left that group okay, message. Right. Like I said, the final straw was them sharing that emergency fucking GoFundMe. Oh, okay. That was one of the last things. And then the other thing was like, I don't know, it was like a day or two later. I guess some other jackass because of that got it in his head. He made a GoFundMe just called Help a Dummy. And it was for him. Either broke up with a long-term girlfriend or getting a divorce and just couldn't pay some bills. Ugh. Again, that's Yuck. not a fucking thing you hit people up for. Yeah. You hit people up for. Maybe you, you message one or two close friends or family members. Like, look, I'm having a little trouble. Uh, you know, or even if you made one, you would share it to them. Not fucking yeah. people on Twitter. Especially in a fucking stupid-ass group that you're just podcasters. That and that fucking message was so stupid. There was this weird-ass, like, old lady that would just, like, <laughs> fucking somebody. I don't even know who added her. But she would, like, throw in these things for this fucking podcast convention in China. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck does she think is going to get in on this, like, Chinese podcast convention? Go over there. <laughs> and every amazing. time she would share the fucking thing in there, she would go, oh, it's not my thing. Like, it's not her, it's not her convention, so what the fuck? fuck? Who gives a shit? Go fuck off, <laughs> Random old lady promoted. Oh, my God, yeah. God. That's amazing. That was, like, one of those messages. Like, well, I love the Potter and Family one, because it's maybe, like, 10 or 12 of us, and, yeah. like, that's all it's ever been. This was one of those, like, 100-plus people type messages. Oh, it just gets obnoxious. And then, like, yeah, so many people every day sharing the same goddamn tweet. Like, ugh. Or just rewording it so it got shared again for the same show. Like, I fucking share my shit once a week. Yeah. The show, and then uh, I'll put it in the, the message. But yeah, no. Or if I do something different, like something cool, something like the RJ Mitty interview or something, something like that, I would do that. But yeah, no, I would never fucking reword the same show fucking tweet and then share it every fucking day. No, that's just... That's it, and just it looks desperate. Obnoxious. It looks desperate, yeah. yeah. 
That was like even once too. I forget what somebody wanted to do with like I don't know. And I'm just like, no, that's stupid. It was Joel. It's back in the day. I forget. Yeah. Or no, yeah, I think it was Joel. It's back in the day. But when he was, it was one of my things. And he wanted to do something, and I'm like, no, that's just desperate and just looks stupid. Like yeah. whatever the fuck it was, I'm like, no. Like Joel, it's just yeah. that he's <laughs> stupid and just desperate. And a stupid that's... fucking hairdo that looks like an ass, like ass cheeks. <laughs> Where the fuck is that bag of shit? He's just doing five minute fart jokes, fart noises. Not even fart jokes. He can't do that. He just makes fart noises. I'm assuming if he's not podcasting uh, anymore, he's killed himself. I was hoping he was hanging from that <laughs> right. ceiling fan that was always behind him. <laughs> and it's spinning still. Like that's the chair's he... spinning. That's why we haven't heard from him after the time we uh, we gave him podcast names because oh. he just hung himself. I love, too, like, when we were still friends with him at one point on Facebook, he put, like, that mile-long fucking uh, post about how, if you don't love me in my podcast, I'll, I don't oh care God. of your family. I'm sharing my podcast and go fuck yourself. I got podcast. <laughs> fucking podcast. If you're not I don't need real podcast, people. I need you out of my life. Like, it was uh. like, what, are, what kind of breakdown did you have? Dude? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> And then he would tag us. Would he yeah. tag us in it? Dude, or, all kinds of shit. Slambo would get tagged more get, like, bullshit than any yeah. of us. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Or he would just message. Like, there are days where he would just message me like a like a meme or a pic. I would just fucking ignore him. He like, used what to is piss me shit? off majorly, too, on fucking Twitter. Because, like, he would start, like, play fighting. And I would just, like, shit on him. And then he would get, like, all weird and, like... Either homophobic or like you're just weird and shit. Like Mike the Cameron. Like, <laughs> like he was getting so fucking. But he would say something like really shitty towards like gays or something. I think he even like I mentioned Lucas Corvada in one once, and I was just like, wow, and I just went at him hard. Yeah. And then he would always act, and then he would stop for like a few hours. <laughs> And then I get a private message like, oh, that was so much fun. No, dude, you weren't having fun. You were fucking, you got your feelings hurt, too. It's like a BL and, move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always a BL move. Always a BL move to do that shit. Yes. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, no, you weren't having fun, motherfucker. Ah, oh, fuck him. Fuck him and his show. This sad, uh, lonely show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not famous on so quitting. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't know what you expected, asshole. Oh, uh, we're going on break. We'll be back. Got a fucking amazing new Too Many Rapes. Uh, John <laughs> right. Buchanis from, uh, he used to be Brand X Podcast. Now he does Unbelievably Stupid Podcast. He is uh, one of the characters. Awesome. At, I love John. At Unbelievably Pod on Twitter. So follow him. And uh, as always, uh, at Spicoli TV and at Flirt Rider Doll. Follow them too. Uh, it's a really good episode. I love too when uh, Spicoli does the narration and uh, I think it was Truckamus Prime just made him laugh in the middle, and I put that like outtake at the end where he just loved. It. At this one, he just starts laughing, and he goes, and "The one character's uh, John's character's name is Tug, Tug uh, Griffin." And he just goes, "Fucking Tug is my new favorite." And he's just cracking up. Like, That's amazing. Yeah. So we got that. We got Driz sings. I think Slambo's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Like, oh my god, I ha like sometimes I'll like get lyrics and then have to watch the video to make sure like it syncs up because. In this song, it didn't have the verse Slambo's doing in the lyrics. So I actually uh. had to, like, I think I looked up another fucking site, got them. But then I also watched the music video to uh, to make sure it was they were correct. Sometimes I'll do that, too. And, oh, my God, Nicki Minaj just looks like a fucking lab experiment anymore. <laughs> oh, she never looked experiment. right. But she just looked fucking more ratchet than ever. Holy Fuck. Shit. So, yeah, that's the fucking shit I go through for you assholes. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll be back.
Hey, it's Brian Brody from All Natural Being. You're listening to Rob and Slim, which begs the question, what the hell is wrong with you? Come to think of it, I'm a fan too, so what the hell is wrong with me? Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you, who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night, or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. We, uh, I've been rewatching uh, Ozark with Ryder 2, season 2 we're on, and uh, I just forgot, like... With even in the first episode, like it's like three times crazier. Like the first season, it's great, it's really good, but the second season just, just that much more, that much fucking more. And that's crazy to say because I remember just the first episode of the first season being like intense. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. But it's just that much crazier. And there's like I want to say about four at least characters you just hate. There's nothing Mm. redeemable about them, and. uh... Oh my god, last night we saw one where the one just died. Like, it was so, so, like, satisfying when you yeah. fucking saw that fucking come. But not even, like, conflicted on them, like, kind of, like, no, breaking bad. There's total, a lot of characters yeah. who are just... Total scum. Yeah, no, there's nothing conflicting at all about any of them. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you hate, they're just, just trash. Just nice. trash. Ryder even said there's, like, way more, like, trash characters than any other show, like, that she's watched. Like, and it's true. There's a lot of trash <laughs> up there. It's great, too, because you should see, like, a shift from Marty to, uh, what's the wife's name? Oh, I always have trouble. Wendy. Okay. She starts becoming the one, like, running everything. Oh, wow. Pulling all the strings. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy, crazy good. And um, it might go back at one point or whatever, or they mo- both might be. Birdie, but at the point you're at now, it's like, yeah, she's she's running shit. So good, so good. You ready, Slambo? Oh, yeah. For your verse? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Just got to give him a little bit to fuck, bring it up. Yeah. How's that Ron? That Mr. Ron is so good last week. <laughs> Holy shit. God damn, that was the fucking best first one ever. And just, ugh. 
Such a great uh, interview. All around. Every, like, <laughs> the Driz is hilarious. Uh, it was amazing. Where's, um... Driz Driz is backing up Ronnie. <laughs> backing him up? You Was Ronnie pushing back, or...? Yeah, yeah. He, wiggling yeah, a little a, while the Driz... <laughs> If you have the courtesy to back one up, then you gotta <laughs> You gotta give a wiggle, right? <laughs> gotta back it up or smack it up. That's a new Driz song coming soon. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for Driz Sings the Hits. Good farm. Drizzy Minaj, featuring La Wayne. Uh, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, okay, hold up, uh, 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 yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, okay, hold up. You see a bad bitch coming, tell your ass to hold up. I'm in the new, <laughs> I'm in that new, new meeting, Nuna, when I roll up. I told the val- valet, park my bends and bring the rolls up. Y'all hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, hold up. He seen me looking, pretty every time he scroll up. Might gotta let the blinky hit you if you stroll up. Now put your hands up, it's a hold up. Run me the money, cause I be the baddie D, drizzy things, things, banging body D. Everybody be on my D. Yo, I gotta be in reality. Suck a D. If you doubted me. Back of the back. Back of the back. Back of the back. Back of the back. Who on Drizzy D? Who on Drizzy D? Everybody. Who you gotta see? Honestly? On my Odyssey? I'm the baddest D. I don't even know how to speak. (laughs) Hat to hat. To, to the back and relax. You in the back of the beach. Back. You in the back of the back. See a bitch. Got more coins than a game room. So we ain't ever hating in the shade room. See? I keep my sons in a playroom. So me and you ain't ever in the same room. I tell him, eat the cookie. Cause it's good for him. And when he ate the cookie... He got good form. And when he ate the cookie, he got good form. He know I don't ever cheat because I'm good to him. Mike gotta have his baby. Nurse is yelling, push for him. You see, I let him eat the cookie because it's good for him. And when he bite, he eat the cookie. He got good form. He know that when I'm pulling up, I'm in a good foreign. I'd be like, oh, he love me. Oh, he love me. Good form. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'd be like, oh, he love me. Oh, he love me. Good form. Come on. I slick, slick, drop the top like nip slips. So he try and smash like when the whip flips. I hit licks just a floss with this wrist. And when I leave my bitches, we all say kiss, kiss. I'm in that new, new De Laurento. Try and land Bugs Bunny. 
Cause all I want is carats and some big drug money. I'm only loyal to the niggas that that a bust guns for me. The jig up, it's a stick up. Run me the money. Cause I be the Drizzy D, Drizzy Tings, banging body D, everybody be on my D. Yo, I gotta be in reality. Suck a D. If you doubted me, back of the back, back of the back, back of the back, back of the back. Who Drizzy D? Who on Drizzy D? Everybody. Who you gotta see? Honestly, on my Odyssey, I'm the baddest D. I don't even know how to speak. Hat to the hat to the back and relax. Yo, in the back of Bach, see a bitch get more press than a keypad. Before you suck me off, get a knee pad. See, I pulled the strings like a tea bag. I'm probably with my drawer playing freeze tag. <laughs> I tell him, eat the cookie, cause it's good for him. And when he eat the cookie, he got good form. He know I don't ever cheat because I'm good to him. Mike gotta have his baby. Nurses yell and push for him. You see? I let him eat the cookie cause it's good for him. And when he bite, he eat the cookie. He got good form. He know that when I'm pulling up, I'm in a good foreign. I be like, oh, he love me. Oh, he love me. Good form. Come on. Come on. Come on. I be like, oh, he love me. Oh, he love me. Good form. Come on. Drizzy, I think you gnarly. I think you fly. These other bitches just love it. And when you make that ass jump like my heartbeat, and if you eat the pussy, then it's shark weak. Hello, may I speak to Tunitri? May I ask who's calling? Everyone got the juice without glass to pour it. And I want my cake and eat it too. And after that, I'm starving. I feel like Adam. But I'm about to eat an apple on you. Oh, yeah. Roll it on the right side. Now you all on my time. Please get off my dick before I turn it into a pipe bomb. Eyes looking like somewhere out of Taiwan. Faded as fuck as always. Hi, mom. Look, dudes. I stomp your ass out in my good shoes. Be my footstool. Told my lawyer, don't call me unless it's good news. Then my phone started ringing off the hook. Snows. Cause I be the Drizzy D. Young money, it's an army. He ain't into toys, but he fucked with the Drizzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there was just so much fucking garbage in that. Like, all the lyrics were so I bad. Couldn't. I was like, this, this is gonna be terrible. Great. This is gonna be the best. <laughs> Holy fuckaroni. Fuck? It's, just, it's just gobbledygook. It's fucking dreck. Oh, God. What a piece She's of shit worst. song. What a piece of shit lyrics. <laughs> Fuck. God damn. There's no, yeah, nothing like su substantial in yeah. any of that sh shit. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. You got too many rapes? Oh, yeah. Space Floater, I think it's called. Uh, let's see. Yep. Too many rapes. Lost in rapes. Space Floater. You got Driz? Yeah. Or whatever. The Phantom Boner. I forgot you have a. Yeah. Your alter ego has an alter ego. <laughs> in this. <laughs> That's deep. All right, here we go. 
As Rape Force One shuttles deep through space, Captain Tubestakes is all up in that sexy little fembot's deep space. Mmm. Captain, you're hitting all the right spots. Damn right I am, baby. This isn't my first lunar landing. Damn, I must be really good, baby. Do you hear that? I, I think it means my cock's hitting your sweet spot. Fuck. I think that's something else sexy. Let's hurry up and come. Before we have to deal with that shit. Aye, aye, baby. Lost in Rapes. After decimating up the Too Many Rapes Penitentiary, the city of Rapesville, and the entire planet Earth, a giant beam of light shot Frankie Tube Stakes, Doc Rapenstein, Brian Rioni, The Driz, The Warden, Daxter Coxman, and the teenage mutant ninja gerbils up into a UFO, hovering above where the planet once stood. This is their one and only chance to fix everything. They are... Lost in Rapes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Moments after finishing up, getting dressed and going to the bridge, Dr. Rapestein runs in frantically to talk to Frankie and the Fembot. Aye, Captain, we are flying sort of breeze field. I just don't know if the ship can take it. Uh, can't we just redirect the photon shields, Doctor? This shit should be able to take it like Brian's asshole back in the prison. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't. It, our energy cells are low once we haven't have the power. But I've I can send a crew out with some laser cannons to break up the garbage. Then we can fly straight through. Uh, you're a pretty fart smeller, you piece of shit Nazi. Go have the jackasses suit up and head out. Baby, I, I guess stop the ship for now while these cuckolds go take care of that for us. <laughs> Captain. As the crew exited the ship and started blasting the floating space garbage, they noticed an old space shuttle cockpit floating with an American flag painted on the side. Inside it, what appeared to be an astronaut was sitting and waving to them. <laughs> Guys, look! There's an astronaut in that shuttle cockpit! Let's help him out and bring him back to Rape Force One. Stop being such a do-gooder, you little fucking prick. He might have a space age or something. I say we blow him up now before it's too late. Yeah! 
yeah, you shithead. Even if he doesn't have the space age, we really don't have rations to spare to keep that crusty old asshole alive. Oh, come on, guys. That's not the durable or right force well. Let's help this old cunt out. At least then we can steal our shit before we kill him. I don't know, bunker dudes! <laughs> Good thinking, you crusty little ass hamster. Let's tow the old fuck shuttle back into the main ship and see what the captain has to say. The crew pulled the spaceship cockpit onto the main ship when Frankie and the lovely Fembot approached them. What the fuck is this shit? You're supposed to be out there blasting that shit out of our way, not dragging in space hobos. <laughs> oh, but Captain Dribble say he might have some cool shit we could steal. You got a good point there, Greaser. Open up the hatch, and we'll see what the old fucker's story is. But at the first sign of trouble, I want you to tear his limbs right off his fucking body. With the cockpit open, the astronaut took off his helmet and addressed the team. Are you fuckers American or commie bastards? We're Americans, you fucking asshole. Can't you tell by the track marks? And who the fuck are you? You're the one who needs to start explaining shit before this sexy little girl right here it, it sends you to your maker. I'm American astronaut Tug Griffin, sir. I was sent to the moon the day before those pussies, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, to kill all alien life, so it was safe for them. Upon re-entering Earth's orbit, my shuttle wouldn't slow down. So instead of crashing and dying or plummeting into the ocean and getting the bends, I redirected my aircraft back into the cosmos. At first, I survived on NASA rations. But then I started visiting the inhabited planets and doing jobs for space credits. I was on a mission when my shuttle got hit with debris, and I ended up here. Yo, yo, yo. That was long and boring as fuck, you old cunt. That was worse than any of my shitty rap songs. Just tell us if you know where any crystals are, and if you bring us somewhere and are lying, my ghost cock will know it and we'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I actually do know where one of those crystals is. The orbiting satellite strip club I was delivering herpes cream to when my ship got busted up has one on it that powers it. If you guys bring me there, I'll drop the cream, get paid, and you could steal it. That's the American way. You at a The team, along with Tug, arrived at the orbiting strip club. Yo, 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 you didn't say this was a gay orbiting strip club, yo, cunt. Now I don't want to blow it up. Yeah. Well, now you know, son, and knowing is half the battle. You youngsters are so lucky these days. Back when I lived on Earth, I had to act straight and have a disgusting beard of a wife. 
I could only fuck man ass at the underground gay strip clubs or in my friend Gary's basement when we'd send our wives out to knitting class. I, we get it. We all love the butt sex. Let's just go get the crystal and get out of here. Tug dropped off the herpes medicine after receiving his space credits. Rapeforce snagged the crystal that powered the orbiting gay strip club. They got in their ship, departed, and watched all of the male strippers and patrons explode to death inside. They all couldn't help but feel a little sad, especially Tug. Yow, 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 old man. I know how to make you feel all better. Bend over. My ghost stick is throbbing with this crystal right here. Yeah. Phantom Bona fucked Tug so violently that the old bag of shit suffered internal bleeding and died as he came, of course. Phantom Bona rapped about it. That's too many rapes. Rest in peace, Tug. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I was fucking at the party. And all the boys were talking about their achievements. Billy was like, one night I climbed a fucking large mountain. Christian was like, I shot a deer or something. And this other guy, he was like, I fucking beat three fucking guys in a fight. And I was like, yo, that's not as great as what I did. One time, I fucked an old guy. Yeah, I fucked an old guy. His fucking shriveled ass. I fucking put my big phantom boner dick inside his shriveled ass. And I just kept fucking him and he kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound he made. <laughs> and he was saying shit like, America. America. I was like, yeah, bitch. America. Yeah, this is all about fucking America. Yeah, and I just kept fucking him. And then he started like spitting up blood and shit, man. Like there was just blood fucking everywhere. Coming out of this old guy's mouth and then an intestine came out and like a lung. And I think at one point he spit out his fucking heart. It was fucking awesome and crazy at the same fucking time. But I just kept going. I was just like, yeah, this is America. Does this bring back memories? Does this remind you of the war, you fucking asshole? Yeah, yeah. And then when I was done, I cummed on his fucking face. Yeah, I just cummed all over his fucking face. He was already dead. And it kind of blended in because like his skin was like really white and my cum's really white too so you couldn't really see it. But yeah. Yeah, fucking top that bitches. Yeah, and then everybody, they were like, they just left the party. They were like, yeah, we can't fucking top that guy. Yeah. Fucking Tug is my new favorite. <laughs> oh. Don't forget to cut out when the fucking narrator started before his one line. Too. Yeah. Oh. That was good. <laughs> I sent him the lines. I'm like, read it however you want. And he sent it. I'm like, he did it perfect. Like, that's exactly what I pictured. Yeah, that was amazing. Them being read as. Thank you, John. Thank you, Ryder. Thank you, Spicoli. We'll be back with Drizzle News and Celebrity News and Gossip. Where's uh this? I got this. We'll be back. This, 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 this is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. Uh, uh, and I'm appearing with 
the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob's the old one. <laughs> it's like 75. <laughs> How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. <laughs> he had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box you. said three. Three puppies, but my dick was inside. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show... I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. (laughs) Roadkills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting. For you, enjoy the ride. All right, Scott Sullivan, thanks for checking us out, dude. We are getting to the fucking drizzle news. You uh, you, you got drizzle news up, Slambo, so you can learn with us yeah, and read along to yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't need Slambo, though. We need Wavy. Oh, okay. All Do right. you need Wavy Driz? Yeah, I don't fucking want that guy. Fuck that guy. What's the story? I like air. Maybe it's air bud. I don't know. That's the first one there. Air B. Uh, Yeah, it is air bud. Uh, What else? Jet blue. uh, Husband. Uh, Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. New Orleans. You want that one? Yeah, I like Orleans. I like... uh, Ooga booga. Man facing. Uh, Yeah. I guess. I don't give a shit. It's just right. drizzle news. <laughs> it's only important to slam though. <laughs> it's not worth even thinking about at this fucking rate. This fucking point. All right. Uh, drizzle news. Music. Where are you? Here you are. Airbnb. 
Airbnb host admits killing guest over Bill. An Airbnb host admitted killing a guest in his home near Melbourne, Australia, who couldn't afford to pay. Well, how's he gonna get your money, right, Tris? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, fucking somebody owes your money and they don't pay, you kill them. That's Jason Colton, 42 years young, denies murder, but has pleaded guilty to manslaughter. Isn't that the same goddamn thing? Of Ramus Genozzi in October 2017. According to uh, two housemates, held uh, the 36-year-old man down while Colton beat and strangled him for not paying. The A210. I guess it's Australian money. He owed them. Colton says uh, he only watched because Mr. Genozzi, uh Wait. Colton says he only only wanted to cause Mr. Genozzi to pass out, not kill or seriously injure him for the win. Yeah, that guy don't know his own strength. I know how that is. Yeah, that's what happens right over there, Wavy. Whoa, man, bro. I've beaten strangled just, fucking Drake. Yeah, you just strangle a guy. You don't even realize he's dead. And then you keep fucking him, right, Drake? He just comes on you. He doesn't die. Yeah. He comes over your pasty pal Yeah, that's how I do it. He first rented a room for three men. Colton Lamford. Well, why did he kill the other two men? I gotta know. For three nights, but then has to extend his stay. And uh, whoever ran the checkout arrived. He had less than $10. So he had... He needed 210. And he only had 10. He's like, you should handle it, right, guys? Yeah, that's like a little bit of a percent. I think he pulled it off. I think he pulled that off. And his account was unable to pay. The Supreme Court of Victoria heard that uh, at 20-something local time, he had packed his things, tidied the room. I was about to leave. Well, at least he cleaned up, right, Trez? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, too, man. Like, I would have fucked it up, up when the three men confronted him about the money. Prosecutor Mark Gibson told the court that Colton was the first to attack Mr. Genozzi. Who the fuck is Mr. Genozzi? I thought he was the attacker. Things don't add up here, over there, uh, down under. He picked up, uh, he picked him up. He picked the whole guy up and threw him against the wall and started choking him. That guy's like the Hulk or something, right, Dre? Yeah. I'm uh, fucking strong. Australian broadcaster ABC reports that Levy and Smart held the guest down while Colton beat him and lost consciousness. The housemates allegedly dragged him into the garden and continued the attack there. I think they're rolling in this shit. It all sounds fucking crazy, right, Wavy? Yeah, bro. Shut up, the music's over. <laughs> Nylon's police officer's son arrested in a hit-and-run crash that killed two and injured seven. But he's a officer's son. Shouldn't he get away with his wrist? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you're thinking right over there. Police uh, suspect uh, a driver was impaired when he killed uh, two people and injured seven others. That's a lot of that's a lot of people. Most of them driving and riding bikes on a busy Nylon's thoroughfare fay at uh, thoroughfare as large uh, crowds gathered for Mardi Gras. He was yeah. just celebrating Mardi Gras the best you can, right, Driz? Yeah, and, and he was impaired, so it's like, okay, you can kill people That's when you're That's what you're allowed impaired. to do. You're supposed yeah. to be impaired in Mardi Gras driving and then doing that yeah. kind of stuff. That goes down in Mardi Gras, stays in Mardi Gras. Police yeah. spokesman Andy Cunningham said in a statement Sunday morning that the authorities are waiting for the result of a blood alcohol test, but believe the suspect was impaired at the time of a deadly crash Sunday, Saturday evening. Deadly crash, dead, deadly bunga. He identified the suspect who was arrested as 32 years young, Tashoni Tony. Tashoni Tony, I want to hang out with that guy. I want to get him involved with you guys. I want to get him on a track with the Trace and Wavy. Would you rap with that Tashoni Tony? Yo, I don't rap with anybody. His Ooh. name rhymes. You can't get better than that, you motherfucker. Stop being a motherfucking Driz. I am better than that. Cunningham says the discovery will not change the department's investigation. Investor Blanca, which he said will be open and transparent. That's like see-through, right, Driz? 
So is that good or bad? Yeah, well, you can, tell. like, when something's transparent, you can, like, put your hand through it and stop, and that's cool. Sushuni Tony <laughs> faces two counts of vehicular homicide. Uh, seven counts of vehicular negligent injury, hit and run, and reckless operation. The release said, is that full release, Driz? Yeah, what a fucking homophobic fucking I know. Asshole. Let Tony do whatever he wants to those men's assholes. The crash happened along a multiple block stretch of Esplanade Avenue. A leafy street. Does that mean a lot of leaves? They need to clean that street up. People can slip and, and fall in front of cars driven by Tony. A leafy street that connects the city's biggest park with the French Corner. Those French need to start picking up their leaves, right, Wavy? Fuck the French, bro. Whoa, I'm fucking. Yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with their leaves. You ask a question about their fucking leaves, you asshole. I know, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> now you're bashing a whole race of people. Man faces federal charges over a 23-year-old woman found dead in his car for the win. Yeah, why is he facing charges for that? Maybe she wouldn't shut the fuck up, right, Tris? Or maybe he owed her a little money. That's how you get rid of them, huh? A Rhode Island man is facing federal kidnapping charges for allegedly abducting a young woman who was found dead in his car, but he's not facing murder, right? Or manslaughter, so I guess it's okay. So he's winning. He's on the good. He's on the up and up. Lewis Coleman, three, 32, of Providence, Rhode Island. Faces one count of kidnapping, which resulted in the death of Jesse Cornelio, a 23-year-old Massachusetts woman. Last seen uh, leaving a Boston nightclub. Looks like she's, I don't know, she's a full woman. She looks like she has a dog nose, right, Tris? Yeah. And, and some sort of animal ears. Some kind of like I don't know. Yeah. I don't think she's a full woman. No, Cornelio, Cornelio had a two-year-old daughter. She had a two-year-old daughter. And she was last seen February 24, leaving venue nightclub. Where she was celebrating her birthday. Happy birthday, bitch. Yeah, what the fuck You're was the two-year-old daughter doing at a nightclub? I don't know. Why was a two-year-old daughter, 23-year-old, and having a birthday all of a sudden? I don't know. Time goes fast. They grow up so quick, right, Tris? Yeah. Cornelio's smiling in that picture, and I don't know. He's just really happy about shit. He's happy about the way life turned out. Wouldn't you be, Tris? Yeah. Let me read, asshole. I want to stop looking at that smiling <laughs> face, even though it is fucking adorable and soothing. <laughs> Investigators say... She was seen getting in a car with a man later identified as Coleman. I, I don't know where the three went. He had three at, at the end of his last name. I think that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. To be that much of a dude where you're like three dudes all together, right? Yeah. You're like three dudes and one big dude like wearing a jacket. You're like a super dude. <laughs> the interstate kidnapping results in death and most applicable charge and carries the highest possible sentence. It's mandatory. Life charge and death eligible charge. So he's gonna do life and death? You can't do both, right, Tris? Yeah, I also still don't understand, like, he's not being you charged with murder. You can't live and be dead, motherfucker. Murder. He's being charged with kidnapping. I know, that's all death. he did. It's oh, okay, he's smiling. He's <laughs> fine with that. I'm fine with that. You're fine with that. Are you fine with that, Wavy? Pretty good with that, bro. We're all fucking good. We're all good. Yeah. We're all smiling. Yeah, like, he's got perfect teeth. I want to pitch his cheeks. I want to see him smile and He's got there, perfect bro. teeth forever. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he's happy. <laughs> that makes everything okay. That, that grown man smiling face. <laughs> Some charming young boy. He is. Uh, you got a winning smile. You can get away with that. You go to the murder and just get charged with kidnapping. Uh, we got Luke. We got Mike. We got 10. We got Donald. I like Donald. Definitely go Donald first. I didn't know you were a Donald Trump supporter. 
<laughs> he's the new Luke Donald. I guess we'll do Luke. <laughs> All right, Luke. We'll do Luke. Poor Luke is only 50. And I guess, uh, I don't know. You pick the other. I like the 10 most, but uh, yeah, I guess we, we might have not enough time for that. I guess the Oprah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's a crazy fucking story. All right. This is Slim Celebrity Gossip and News. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. Donald Trump, another fast food buffet for college football champs. Look how white trash that picture is. <laughs> Look at the white trash. Like, the first time everybody. he did it, like people were complaining. I'm like, it's not really that bad. I mean, you know, he had a college... Uh, sports team and Andy at McDonald's. It's pretty, but then he does again. I guess he just thinks it was such a success that he has to have the White House fucking <laughs> fancy ass table full of Big Macs and, and shit. Like what the fuck? Look you could have like off all the college kids. Alive. You could probably have some like ribs and like mac and cheese yeah. and like banging fucking shit spread out. But you have fucking McDonald's. You fucking greasy scumbag. This like, dude back here is rolling his eyes like what that the black fuck? dude wants to punch him and watch <laughs> yeah. that fucking hair just fluff. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody, like, tore that guy away from the room. What does he have? Is it just, like, Big Macs? His Big Macs? And... I, I can't tell what's what. He's got wraps. It looks like those things in the, in the paper. He treated another college football team, like I said, it's the second one, to fast food spread at the White House. What? Oh, my God. This, it doesn't get trashier than that, right? It's kind of... It's, look at them lighting candles for this feast. Look at them. That's oh White God. House staff lighting. And look at his face. <laughs> look at his grizzled face. What is he so fucking preserved by are they not lighting the candles fancy enough for his fucking fucking mcdonald's oh my god <laughs> the food was a hit though with clemson star qb trevor lawrence telling tmz it was awesome bro is that you baby uh, i want to see the like, we had mcdonald's and everything it was god that guy is so stunned <laughs> this is his... here he is hey, how was the food inside Bro, does Trump McDonald's taste better than regular McDonald's? I gotta know. What more can you ask for? He probably—it's probably just from the one McDonald's that like he owns that he gets the food from. Does it have heroin in it? Does it have like fucking prime grade beef? Is it—is it the same shitty McDonald's me and you eat? God damn. Dude, I would be pissed off. This motherfucker off. loves McDonald's. I would like, be so pissed like, if I went to the fucking White House and the president <laughs> gave me McDonald's. <laughs> Some shit you could have bought yourself, man. That is just... <laughs> oh, my hey, God. Bro, I'd like it if the president fed me McDonald's. Like, bro. I wouldn't mind it if the president handed me a Big Mac. I would fucking eat it, but I... <laughs> Still, goddamn, it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity to be at the yeah. White House and have a dinner. Like, it almost feels like a slap oh, in the face. God. Like you're just telling us we're not worthy enough for like good food. So here's some McDonald's. Just eat some shit that kills <laughs> yeah. people. Shit, I can't spend uh, money on you guys. All I remember on Opie and Anthony years ago was um, I don't know what they were talking about. Some sort of stuff with McDonald's, of course. But like a lady called in that was previously a manager there, and she ate so much of it. She had like Ugh. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's so many uh, like softeners in the meat. 
like to, to make the meat soft, like tenderizes, that her actual stomach lining started breaking down oh, from it. Holy like, shit. Like, it is just bad. Wow. Like, yeah, well, that's like yeah. that other one, the, 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 the asshole that does the political shit usually, but he did that. Uh, or was it him? Supersize me? Oh, yeah. Was some, yeah, that was he's a, a douche Murlock, uh, whatever his name is. I'm yes, fat. I hate that guy, but like I, I've never seen that documentary, but I heard that shit is like fucking crazy. Like, who is it? Is it him or somebody else that just eats McDonald's for like a month? And like how it's him? Yeah, Mar- how, Merle. I don't know what his fucking name is. Something Spurlock. Merlin. Oh no, Spurlock. I thought it was that other like the one that did like Columbine nine one one or whatever the fuck that was. Oh, you're thinking of uh, oh, Mike. The, the, wasn't that Michael Moore that did the? Yeah, thing? you're thinking of Michael Moore. No, yeah. no, the one oh. that supersized me was uh, the other dude. Just another douchebag. Yeah. There's other douchebags. Yeah. but yeah, no, and I heard like yeah, I don't know. Let's see the next. Wait, there's one more. The big question, how did the food go over with the players? They're loving it. Here's like a video of them loving it. Yeah. Oh, they're fucking mad. That's uh, White House being attacked. That's not supposed to be on there. <laughs> That's the White House being... Just go to All the right, next, next story. story. <laughs> fuck. I knew you were going to fuck it up somehow. <laughs> Luke Perry, dead at 52. Never recovered from massive stroke. That's kind of sad. Yeah, he had a massive stroke, and I guess it just fucked him up, and he died. Fuck. What's that? I don't even know. It's talking about somebody uh, else. Yeah, somebody else. Who plays something else, he tweeted. But. Somebody on Riverdale saying, I'm, I'm finding it hard to grasp that he will no longer be around to give long hugs I, and share his wisdom and kindness I with all. I want to read the story. Us. I want to hear the story. What's... Uh, I don't know. It's still talking oh, about Oh, here Riverdale. we go. The TV icon. And heartthrob. Who rose to fame on Beverly Hills 92 and OS died and suffered a massive stroke. I don't know. My mom shared when he originally had a stroke and some fucking asshole that I don't like reacted to with a laughing icon on Facebook. <laughs> wow. First of all, like, yeah, I laugh at some fucked up shit, but I ain't going to fucking disrespect anyone on yeah. Facebook. I commented and the person never commented back. <laughs> <laughs> because the same person has said, said shit, shitty shit. Oh, so I, I think I, I said something like, oh, yeah, not only do you say shitty things at family gatherings, but you also react shittily on Facebook. I said, keep doing you. Keep being <laughs> shitty. <laughs> and then I just feel like that's fucking shitty. Shitty to do on somebody's Facebook. What else? We uh, passed away Monday morning at St. Joseph's know. Hospital in Burbank. I think they were going to reboot the show, too. I don't uh, know if they were going to be involved with any of the original actors, but I think they were, like, in talks of rebooting 902. I don't know if you ever saw I just... I thought it was a cool show. I watched yeah, it in I high never school did. when it was new, and it was pretty cool. I don't know. I think they were all like thirty or forty when it got filmed, anyway. Like <laughs> high school students. Oh, he was in a he was in an upcoming Quentin Tarantino. Oh film. my god! Oh, Quentin Tarantino's making a Charles Manson movie. Yeah, I yeah. Wow. I, I heard about that. that I was... wonder if they got enough of Luke to, to 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 finish it, or if it's still gonna go in. Fuck! Wow, that's crazy. Oh, wait, yeah, there's the reboot. A reboot of uh, 9020 was just announced just on announced. Wednesday with yeah, the bulk of the original cast. with the cast. bulk of original cast. God damn. But Luke had not signed. signed on to be a regular on the series. I'm okay. sure he would have been in it, though. Sure he would have been in it. Fuck. That's, and just, that, that is fucking young. That's fucking young. Yeah, Look man. at Ian Ziering. Ian Ziering was the, the best in uh, Sharknado. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck, I, you can't go wrong." When he jumped into the truck with a chainsaw <laughs> with a chain, yeah. and fucking killed that thing from the inside, goddamn, I love you, Ian. Too, you're all great. You all done great things. You're in our hearts. Fuck, Oprah, target uh, of ruthless. Time. All right. <laughs> Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? 
Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-605-1683. 800-605-1683. That's 800-605-1683. Have you visited Club Midnight? The hottest virtual nightclub on the internet today. Club Midnight. That's M-I-D-N-Y-T-E. Music, authors, filmmakers, and so much more for the dark at heart. Club Midnight, where darklings come to play. Clubmidnight.com C-L-U-B-M-I-D-N-Y-T-E dot com Rob and Slim Show, we are back. Brian. Brian, hi guys. Brian Brody, how you doing my friend? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Really good, really good. We love having you on. You are you do a show, um, All Natural Being and IPM Nation Sneak Speak on IPM Nation. I know. I'm very lucky. I got <laughs> very lucky. <laughs> I'm also surprised too, because uh, All Natural Being, it's it's a smart show. It's not like us. Like I, <laughs> I love how much we get along and stuff. It's, it's been great. It's been great, dude. Well, it's, I have to tell you, brother. One of the things that, and I tell Matt this all the time, uh, that. I've learned so much from you and listening and the like, because, you know, I just, I come downstairs, you know, a half hour before and I go, great. What am I going to riff about? What's the ad lib? What's it going to be this or that? But what I've learned from you is like, I actually have pre-production sheets now where I go, all right, here's what we're doing this segment. Here's what we're doing that segment. That's awesome. Here's what we're going to open up for calls. Yeah. So that's... You have taught me so much. That's amazing. I, 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 I'm just forever in your debt. Wow, that's so cool. So cool, Brian. Uh, how long have you been doing All Natural Being? Well, it's uh, this morning, I think, was the 427th episode. So I'm thinking, Rob, probably a couple, three years. But it was uh, I was somewhat interrupted by the uh, some of the medical hurdles that I've had over the last couple of years. Dude, when but you... 427, so a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of shows. That's amazing. And how many uh, days a week do you do that? Is it every Five day? Five days a week. Okay. Wow. Five days a week. Very yeah. cool. And then when you told me that story, when we talked, if we could uh, talk about it again, you had um, you sure. had a brain tumor, right, Brian? Yeah, a brain tumor. I was out and about uh, running one day and 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 ran 15 miles and, and a personal record for me. And so as one would, right, guys, you would, when you're done uh, with an event like that, you buy yourself a cannoli. 
So I went to the baker and I had them make me like a real cannoli, right? Like not a store bought one, but a real cannoli. Either way, a cannoli is good. As one would, right? You go, no, 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 no. A little more pistachio there. Don't make me come behind the counter. (laughs) A little more. And uh, I went to eat it, guys, and I couldn't taste it. So I was like, well, that just sucks. I, I like eight bucks for one of these handmade cannolis. <laughs> and you want to taste that taste goddamn it. cannoli. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not like I went to Meyer and bought a couple of frozen ones. Yeah. So, right, you're like, hey, I want to taste this cannoli. So so I later went to the call my doctor and I said, look, I, 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 I couldn't taste the cannoli. He goes, well, there's nothing wrong with you. You're, you're like a model of human health, but just for the hell of it, why don't you come in and we'll do an MRI. So I'm in the MRI machine for like 90 minutes. They pull me out and the nurse hands me a phone. And I'm like, how can I not get 90 minutes to myself? You're telling me that someone's already found me. And she goes, yeah, you want to take this call. And it was my doctor. And he said, Bri, you got to come in. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not coming in. You know what traffic's like between here and there? And. He goes, no, you really better come in. And I go, what's up? How about I just come tomorrow? You can tell me then. He goes, hey, Brian, we found a brain tumor. It's the size of a golf ball. And they're prepping for your surgery right now. So, Rob, I think I, what little I know about you, you'd be proud of me. Of course, as one would, I went home, opened a beer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Like I got to tell you, one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, one of my I opened favorites. the beer and called my wife and my kids and my accountant and my attorney and said, uh, yeah, well, here's the scoop, Mr. You know, Mr. <laughs> you know, can run a country mile in like three minutes. <laughs> oh. uh, ends up schlepping a brain tumor around. And the weird thing, guys, was Dude. I'd had this tumor for 30 years. Wow. wow. I don't Holy like it. Know, right? anything with the head. I don't know why. That just freaks me out. It freaks me out. I had a buddy too, um, not that long ago, maybe a year or so ago. His eyes started hurting at work one day, and it actually was sticking out a bit. And it was just too late. That he had a tumor behind it, and he... He didn't. He wasn't around long, man. It's like, oh, no, I'm man. sorry to hear that. I'm so glad just, that you, well, you're still rocking, yeah. though, man. So well, now- I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky because of all the things that could have happened. How- you know, like even to even this afternoon, I was over at my neurosurgeons, and you sit in the waiting room, right? And they usually take me pretty quickly when I get there. But you sit in the waiting room, and you see guys, people that can't walk, they can't talk, they can't. There's all kinds of things. So I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You said 30 years ago? Golf ball sized brain tumor. 30 years ago? Yeah. It grew for wow. Oh my God. So I want to know. I had, it back when I, was a co- I had it back when I was a cop, apparently. Wow. And it grew with me all this time. And right here I am talking about all natural being and using your mind to its fullest and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's not like I had a heart attack, not like I had bad hips. The one thing that I get on the radio and brag about it's major, is the though. one thing that sold me out. Wow. So now I I'll, believe it. I'm <laughs> curious as you find out you've had this brain tumor growing in your brain for 30 years. Do you start like looking back on things and you're like, oh, that explains why that happened or why? You can blame a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I blame a lot of well, bad things I did. I'd be like, yeah, that was that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, just between the just between us. 
well, I use that excuse all the time. Right? <laughs> so, people say, did you just do that? I go, eh, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Right? So, because right after the surgery, I've, started, I've had one, two, three, four brain surgeries now in the last couple of years. Hmm. And the freakiest thing was I've had three bouts of amnesia where I literally sit in a room and people come up and go, how are you? And I go, who are you? Wow. Where am I? What am I doing? So I had this little bracelet that has my name, my phone number, uh, you know, has no morphine, blah, 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 blah. And my wife's, uh, my wife's name and number because a part of the four brain surgeries is that I've, I get from time to time what's called transglobal amnesia where, you know, I'll be at a, I'll be at a Jimmy John's having a sub I forget who I am. It could just happen. So wow. Wow. It could just happen. You just never know. It, it's the human brain, right? It's, it's the yeah. seed of reason. It's incredible, but though. The ironies. That, yeah. that you you can still go on, though, and uh, that's that you're still functioning. It's just, wow. It is. It's, it's miraculous. <laughs> you saying, yeah, well, uh, I'm very, very lucky. You, you saying that you had this information on the bracelet just makes me think of, you ever see uh, that movie Memento? I think it was called where that guy had all these tattoos to remind him of no. what happened when he forgot things. That's extreme. That's extreme. Like, he should have just got a bracelet. Yeah, and you know what's odd? To be honest, I have two sleeves full of tattoos. I'm oh, covered wow. in tattoos. But that's interesting. I should have the bracelet tattooed and <laughs> yes. the sleeves. And that's what I'll do from now on. As a matter of fact, I'm calling as soon as I hang up. And I'm going to get my tattoo guy together, and I'm going to put my bracelet on. That's how, a great idea. How long were you a as police officer, As soon as I do that, Ryan. my wife will divorce me, so her name <laughs> won't be all that important. But, but I think the general sense of the bracelet would be a good gig. Thank you for that. How long were more, you a... more than I'm from you guys. Brian, how long were you a police officer for? Well, let's see. I started in uh, 83 as a young guy, and I made it to 89, so about six years as a New York um, City before I left and decided uh, I was going to move to Los Angeles and, and live under the dock on the beach in Venice, <laughs> right? Like everyone would do. <laughs> what was the craziest thing you saw as, as a cop? Oh, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'll probably answer it this way. I don't know if I have the same attitude now as I did back then. So back then, probably some of the craziest stuff dealt with drugs and people under the, uh, 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 under the influence of alcohol and everything else. Mm. But when I got into it, Rob, I, I didn't get into it to, to write speeding tickets and make DUI arrests. So I got into it at the time of my life thinking that I was really going to go after bad guys. So I love working robberies and rapes and homicide and anything that I could that I consider to be a real crime because to be honest you know yeah. you go out with the guys at the end of the night you have a beer or two you drink and drive yes. so mm-hmm. you know what I mean I never felt congruent doing vehicle and traffic law I, I had guess, a friend is, who uh, is, uh, what I'm saying I think he was in his last year of, of college to uh, I think be a judge and he, he just dropped out he's like I smoke weed I can't send people to jail for smoking yeah. for getting yeah. busted with weed it's just not congruent yeah. right guys yeah. it's not honorable so uh, yeah. I, I, that's probably some of the wildest things is that it still amazes me what people do when they've had too much to drink <laughs> and, and and so that 
uh, that's probably some of the one, some of the wildest memories I have. Yeah. So, so somebody who uh, used to be a cop, I'm curious if you could shed some light on a, a situation that we deal with. Have you seen a picture of our third Mike, the Slamborghini? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Since the first time I met Rob, he yes, gets, I have. He gets pulled over frequently. I do. Yeah, cops really pick do. on him. Like, and and it kind of seems like they are picking on my, him. My like, dad, what advice can you give my him? My dad was a cop, too. Uh, yeah. Or I, was, or I was almost curious of looking at Slamborghini. Like, what do you think about him? Like, if you were a cop, like, why would you stop him? <laughs> would you shake him down? <laughs> well, I have to tell you that maybe they're a lot braver today than I was, but I wouldn't want to make eye contact with him. <laughs> I right? don't. The whole show, I don't even look right? over at him, right? Yeah, but I'd be like, oh, I don't want to stop that guy. That's like 18 hours of paperwork. There'll be like a grand jury. There'll be cavity searches. He's just like daydreaming about. Uh, yeah, he'd be like the guy that I would drive up to at a red light with blinders on going, boy, I hope he doesn't look over and make me out. Uh, just right? move I hope, along. I hope, I hope it's Friday night. I want to get out and join my friends at the bar. I want to live. I want to keep living. I'm not messing with this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I just, please, 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 please. Just don't commit a felony right in front of me. It's a short three-minute red light. Just let me get through and get on my way before you start your stuff. That's, uh, that's what I would say. I have to I'm ask teasing. Brian. You know I'm teasing. He's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's got a heart of gold. <laughs> I want to ask you, Brian, uh, what is 81 to win? Oh, 81 to win. So here's the thing, right? It's my cry for help. And, you know, after four surgeries now and all the scars, and, and I was joking with a group of friends that I have more head scars now than most Vikings. So I decided to come up with this tagline that I have a face for radio. Now, in fairness, I used to make my living as a television guy, right? So I, so. So I went from being a cop to being a bouncer on a bar in Venice Beach in California to, lo and behold, a television reporter in Chicago. Wow. So after I went through all these surgeries, Rob, I was like, all right, I have a face for radio. And I decided one day that I wanted to learn how to do this radio thing, right? So I got boards and I got calls, like everything you guys know, like I got to come and hang out with you so you can teach me how to do this. It's That's fascinating. Slim. slim is a wizard. I, I in and Slim goes, we're in a commercial break. Can you hold for a minute? And I'm like, I got to learn how to do that. So, so. I, I, I'll be really quick with it, but the story was, so one day I'm out driving, and it was like a herd of people, 10, 15, 20 of them, running across the street in front of me. So I watch them all dance across the street, and I go, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And uh, they all ran to this local radio station called 103 The River here in Columbus, Ohio, where I live. And, and I, when I looked back over, they were all running to this radio station. So I thought, perfect. I made a U-turn, drove back in, got to the radio station, and, and met with the station and said to the lady at the front desk, I'd like to meet the station manager. So the station manager comes down. I said, hey, well, you know, I'm new to this radio thing. Um, I would love to volunteer. Uh, I'm, I'm no good working cars, so don't put me in the motor pool. But, like, I could be a janitor. I could empty trash. I could raise the flag every day. There's got to be something I can do so that I can learn what you all are doing and, right, I'll barter you. I'll mm. trade you sweat equity. I love it. And the guy, and I, and I really, you know, I tried to write an email and really comical and everything else. Well, it turns out, and I think this is why I, I kind of at times have a slam on for um, 
uh, a Christian radio stations, apparently they decided that it was kumbaya for everybody but me because they didn't give me the gig. You're offering. Like, and yeah. I thought, I'm offering. I just want to learn. Just want to learn. Yeah. I just want to learn. I want to learn. Like when I call and Slim goes, we're in break. Can you hold on for a minute? You want I'm to like, I want to learn how to do that. I'm break. <laughs> I'm the one answering the phone. <laughs> right? I'm doing the answer. I just want to learn. But no, Christian radio station was like, nah, geez, no thanks. Uh, and I go, you understand I'm volunteering to do this for free. Yeah. 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 Uh, extra hand. Yeah. I'll do no, something thanks. nobody yeah. wants to do. Like, oh. Yeah. So I that's think... how I got into it. Right? Yeah. And I decided to call Guinness just to stick it to 103.5 The River. Uh, here in Columbus, Ohio, in case you have any listeners. 1035 The River. So I decided to, I was going to stick it to him. You're not going to give me a job answering garbage cans. I'm going to get the world's record for the longest call-in radio show. So I called Guinness World Records. And they go, are you nuts? And I go, well, that's a different conversation. But what I want to do is go after the world record. And the first two times, Slim, they said no. They said, no, you can't do it. And I go, finally, why? And they go, you have to be attached to a terrestrial radio station. Uh, so I sent them pictures of everything I did to build out my basement. All kinds of equipment. I don't even know how to pronounce it, let alone use it. <laughs> and lo and behold, Rob, they called back and said, you're going to be the first person ever that isn't attached to a terrestrial radio station to get to go for the world's record of the longest call-in radio talk show and I got to go for 81 hours straight to win the world's record, and we're going to do it the first week in June. So I know that's wow. a long answer, Rob. Sorry, but no. that's 81 to win. Just to wow. stick it to 103.5 The River. Just to stick it to 103.5 The River here in Columbus, Ohio. 81 hours straight. Wow. Dude. Crazy, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it could be the shunt talking. But, yeah, crazy <laughs> is probably a fair. But here's the thing. You know what it is, Rob, is that I, every Good. 20 hours I get a 90-minute break. So I'm going to pull like a little cot here into the studio. I'll go 20 hours, sleep for 90 minutes, get up, go for another 20 hours, sleep for 90. Right. So yeah. I've got some things built into it to Love guarantee it. Uh, that I can win. But it's going to be the first week in January. Hopefully you guys can call in and and uh, hang out. I would love I've it. I've done one 24-hour marathon, which was a breeze at like 23 hours. I was like, I can't believe there's only an hour to go. But, yeah, Guinness gave me a shot at the official awesome. attempt. Dude, I'm saying you got it. I'm yeah. saying you got it. So bro. now I'm curious, though, like what happens if, God forbid, but 81 hours nobody calls in, are you not considered a call-in radio show and then you don't oh. get that? Oh, Slim, you would be stunned at the rules that I have to jump through. Oh I can't God. have pre-recorded anything. Anything? I wow. can't. You, even like an intro? I'll send you guys a copy of the rules. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, if, 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 Slim, if you call in and I mm -hmm. ask you a question, you cannot, I cannot let you answer for more than 90 seconds. That's rude. <laughs> I think so. Well, because I'd have, I'd have Slim call in and I'd go, hey, just for the hell of it, could you explain um, quantum physics to us? And so then I'd go sleep can. for four <laughs> hours. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You let Slim talk about that, and you just, like, fuck yeah. off and, like, yeah. take a nap. <laughs> take a job, get a cannoli, you know, whatever I want to do. So, no, Guinness is on it. They want right? to know. You're on, yeah, they're monitoring they you. And I'm, yep, yep. They want to march. I'm on Facebook Live. 
Dude. And I think on Twitter and YouTube, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, you, they'll be able to tune in to make sure that I'm not letting you, Rob, go, oh, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, right? They, like, the answers are limited about these seconds. Yeah. Going, Man, this world record thing, it's a bit it's a more bad. than I bargained So do they give you a number of calls you have to take? No, sir. Or, I oh, can okay. take calls, or I can just pontificate. You know, I guess it's like a, a filibuster right. on the, the floor of the house. You know, you can just ramble on but they said no you know when you get calls so what i did some for the 24-hour one was every 30 minutes i was able to i don't know how i did it but i was able to find 48 friends so wow. every 30 minutes one of the 48 would call in and that got me through the 24 hours so that's what i'm gonna have to do is kind of like rely uh, you know hopefully you guys will call in i'll get other people yeah. to call in you yeah. know we're going after social media we're going after sports figures on this and that and going hey you want to hook up a guy with a brain tumor help him out win a world record <laughs> you know that kind of like make Sally's a wish brothers make a back wish. in the day going don't you want to feed these poor starving kids <laughs> i'm going to start a whole campaign <laughs> right and it's like look don't you want to help a guy with a brain tumor what the hell is wrong with you right so that's my that's my plan you gotta guilt them goal, right? you guilt them yeah. so, so well, i do have Brian, I have one more question that's just been bugging me uh, ever since you Go talked ahead. about that cannoli. Have you ever eaten another cannoli? Ooh. I have. You know, it's a great question. And unfortunately, when they had to carve out the tumor, I know you guys are going to laugh, but they took a good bit of the nerves that run to my tongue. Oh, no. Now, yeah. So when you guys have Can't me in the studio and go, oh, shit, in the green room, what should we give Brian? I'd, I'd lead with styrofoam packaging peanuts because I can't taste anything. <laughs> I'd want new shit put in. Like, I'd want new nerves. i got plastic fruit. I mean, I can taste a Johnny Walker blue label, right? I'm not a heathen. I can still, I can still taste Johnny Walker blue label. Um, but, yeah, some really hot, spicy foods. Someone called in the other day and they said, oh, we, we see incense burning. Are you a fan of incense? And I said, no, I'm it's just the, a fan of Mexican food. It's the only <laughs> thing I, I can taste. I here for an hour. <laughs> I need to smell of incense to kill that. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't taste anything. So, right, uh, you know, wow. like I said, styrofoam packaging peanuts. And, uh, yeah, my tongue is totally numb. Which, when you think about it, is odd. And, again, guys, I go back to it. I'm really lucky. It hasn't affected my speech, right? Yes. Like, I, I really don't want to make fun of people that have had brain tumors because there are a lot of people a lot worse off than I am. Yeah, that's yes, what I'm saying. You're challenge. very fortunate. Yes, it's all those other things. But I could have been, right? I, I, I could have been a lot worse off, so I'm very, uh, I'm very grateful for, um, I, you know, I'm just, I'm very grateful for how it turned out. Yes, yes, yes. I want to ask real quick too, Brian, we're running out of time, but sure. IPM Nation Sneak Speak, and you do that with Matt. How did you guys come up with that? It's, it's such a great platform. You know what? Oh, thank you, brother. This is another thing Rob will Matt will go, I can't believe you said that out loud to these guys. Um, it just got really hard. That I was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I'd call Matt all the time and go, can you help me? I want to get better at radio. I want to, get, I, I want to understand what all this means. And he goes, I got just the guy you need to talk to. And you were one of the guys that he put on the short list. So I said, well, you know what would be cool? Matt, what is if we had a show every week that highlighted all the cool stuff going on on IPM Nation so that people that 
may not know about all the different programming, all the diverse backgrounds that we could do it. And that was the beginning of it was me going, hey, Matt, you know what? What if we get on? And uh, I'd like to interview some real radio people. It's a great showcase. People that really know what is going on because I know nothing, nothing, (laughs) nothing. (laughs) I I, uh, I don't know if you reached out to him, but I want to recommend Alan Clark. Uh, him and his buddy okay. uh, Juan, they do potential problems. They're they're pretty new to IPM, but they're they're great guys as well. And can I ask you? I got a follow today on I think it's called Instagram. I got a follow today from eleven 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 at eleven, or they 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 retweeted that I was going to be on your show, and and it was on Twitter, I guess. I don't know. And it's eleven eleven. But they're like an audio production company. Like, if you guys could see me with Audacity and, and all these other things, and I'm trying to learn how to edit audio and everything else. Rob, that's when, when I first talked to you and you were telling me about your show and you told me about the guys and everything else, that I was like, man, i got to learn from them because there's just so much I don't know, right? I turn on a microphone, and I know it's hard for you all to believe that I can steal a microphone, but oh, I just turn on a microphone and riff for 30 minutes. So I'll take Alan Clark. 1111 anyone else that you can think of you go Bri here's a good place to start to learn that's what I love about your show and I even want the way you guys did it today teasing who's coming on you put everybody in Twitter everyone shared it around you know how many times you've done that zero (laughs) I've been told I've been told I'm genius too for that because I wait till the day of I've heard um uh, other podcasters learn that the hard way because they've teased uh, guests they've had on in advance, and then five other podcasts before them have had that guy on. So I always wait till the morning of the live show to say, this is my guest list. Well, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love it. So I go in now, and I watch your shows, and I go, okay, what did you do on Twitter? What is going on over here? What's going on over there? Right? So you should have, like, all these knobs on the Internet that have master classes and <laughs> – this and that and everything else you should you guys should have a master class i'll sign up and then once you teach me all the stuff you know i'll be able to brag about you and we'll make millions people going hey you ever want to have a radio show well so did i and i went to robin slim's master class and they taught me how to do it that's my plan slambo you gotta have a class of course where you you got you guys got guys in bathtubs and you're just smearing things on them like that's your your section bro brian we have to wrap this up dude okay let me just say this real quick before you go i'd love a part of the class to be how right like you could say how to act a certain way so when you pull up alongside of a patrol car they want to look away from you. <laughs> <laughs> See? No. It's like health class. Yeah. It's like grooming. If you get in before midnight, we'll throw in this class how to make patrolmen uncomfortable in their own skin. Right? So we could just incentivize it. I know you guys got to go. Thank you so much for having me. Thank I you super, so much. I super appreciate it. I'm a huge fan of the show. We love you, dude. You're, you're amazing. Right, you're it. amazing. We'll talk to you Thanks soon, so brother. Much. All right, farewell, guys. See, see you, Brian. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, such such a great guy. <laughs> we'll be back with Justin Giddings. This is the Slamborghini himself, baby. And if you're a listener of the Robin Slim Show, then I'm sure you're a fan of Sauces Matisse. 
We open lots of our best shows with his songs. But don't wait to hear his music's just on our show, baby. Go to SoySawSound.com and listen all the time. With 10 albums for free or a little charge. With the option of purchasing for a donation. Almost 100 songs so far. New music is constantly dropping. You'd have to be a real piece of shit not to. He has killer tracks like Only Sometimes. Sometimes do it, My music doesn't make a lot of moolah sense Because I'm a dash of Adam Driver, makes it cool on set Matt's a dapper dude, dashing, but I'm foob on mess Give me a beat, give me a pen and a pattern, and who got next? Me, you got teeth coming after you like you was a nest I never deceive when I'm rapping, I'ma do it for next I cannot believe what some veterans would do for a check Because I'm a beast and I'm better, but I'm goofy as that Nerd Punk What's my pitch to be an internet sensation? I call these godly marketers sixth internet sensation Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient But with every waking day I strain to pick up with the patient Every time I'm feeling like the slightest hint of doubt I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out And expectations your expectations. You go to work after ain't nobody heard that ain't, ain't nobody yearn for you rapping any words. Said it worry cause you're sure that a rapper spinning verses as perfect as you have is deserving of a sure pass. Sure, yeah. Oh. It's the entitlement and attitude. Look, everybody gotta pat you on the back, but alas, you're a hack and you're whack, so you have to lower your expectations. So what are you waiting for, baby? Go to SoySawSound.com and start listening today. Yeah! Bob and Slip Show, we're back with Justin Giddings, correct? That is absolutely correct. You nailed it. Oh, awesome, awesome. Justin, <laughs> you are a filmmaker and financier from uh, L.A., correct? Indeed, indeed. Good stuff. What did you do first? Uh, actually, I did acting first. So, uh... I don't know if you've seen a little show called uh, Shameless or Pretty Little Liars, uh, some other stuff out there, little little guest roles. I always describe my career as I, I work enough to get insurance from the Actors Union and nobody knows who I am. Ah, that's that's the resume. The insurance <laughs> is worth it, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <Right> sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but then, yeah, a couple years ago, I got behind the camera, uh, kind of got tired of waiting for permission to be creative. Uh, made my own stuff and got into crowdfunding and that's where the financier piece also came in was I now help filmmakers get their funds raised on Kickstarter and Indiegogo um, and uh, have been doing that for a while. Wow. Raised about five million. Is there anyone that comes to you that you're like, I am not pushing your project i cannot even condone what you want to do like <laughs> i've had a few i've had a few projects a couple of hate groups come along <laughs> wanting to make a documentary and i'm like um no this won't work <laughs> i'm curious about something you just said where you said you were tired of waiting for permission to mm. be creative what, what do you mean by that yeah, so particularly as an actor, although I think this is pretty universal to, to a lot of artists and content creators, but particularly as an actor, you're waiting for like 10 people to say yes, right? So your wow. agent's assistant Lawyers. submits you, your yeah. agent pitches you, uh, then the casting assistant hears it, and then the casting director has to – I mean like there's a chain. we got to run this by and, like five other people. Yeah, like yeah, just right? for you to and say so a it word. It got crazy. It got crazy. Wow. <laughs> I got done waiting. Yeah. So you made it on your own. I love it. I love it. Yeah. What um, uh, what's the the biggest project you've fundraised for? Uh, the biggest one would be well, two recently. One was a documentary about the log lady from uh, uh, Twin Peaks. That was about three hundred thousand, and then I just did a game, a tabletop RPG cyberpunk. Uh, really cool little project uh, about a month ago that was about 200000 for 
cool. Wow. For a PDF and stuff. It was nice. really cool, man. People loved it. Oh, it was like a print and play? Yeah, it was a print and play. Cool. Um, he's doing, you know, he's got like swag and cool stuff connected to it. But um, actually, no, he's going to he's gonna do, he's got some like really cool artists. Like basically the project got so big that people started coming out of the woodwork and saying, you know, I'd love to do some art on this. I'd love to do some writing on this. And he had expansion packs. So I think now he's going to actually deliver like some hard copy books and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it started out as, hey, what if I did a PDF, you know, for this thing? Awesome. What's one of the, the what's one of the um, uh, hardest things about about fundraising? And what is one of the what is one of the, something that maybe like people miss the most? Like I should be doing this, but I wasn't. That's a good question. So I think the biggest thing is that people view crowdfunding as an ATM. Like I'll just go throw my project up there, and if people see it, they'll give me money. It's not even that they're wrong. It's just the only part of that sentence that matters is the if people see it part. Um, it's marketing. Just like it's driving noticed. traffic to a website. It's having an audience. It's building up an engaged fan base. Sorry, 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 Justin. My finger slipped and I hit I hit the music. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I think what I was saying was so powerful that it just elicited this creative. Yeah. Ludacris you know, had to start rhyming. <laughs> Ludacris is like, this dude is on fire. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot what I was saying, but I'm sure it was brilliant and full of joy. And it was. What? It was <laughs> joyous. Well, well, all I know is whatever you just said made me think of. Uh, I I'm in retail, and I had a an, a guy that's marketing an energy drink to me uh, recently, and his energy drink isn't doing very well. But he's like, but this other guy whose energy drink is right next to his energy drink is doing really well. And he's like, yeah, but their Instagram is like crazy. Like they really, really so pushing it. Just so. That's yep. what I was going to say. Like just building uh, just followers, that kind of a thing. That That's one of the most important things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The clients that come to me, most of my clients are like, they've never done this before. I'm the first introduction to hey, start thinking kind of in a business marketing mindset and you know, I'll kind of walk you through. Sometimes people come to me though and, and they've got an audience already um, and frankly, those people raise tons of money really quickly. They, they gotta because, be a dream to, to, to sign on to, to do a project for. They gotta be, you know, you're, you already have a foundation. Like that's- Exactly, that's exactly. It's a crowd from which to crowdfund. People always focus mm. on the fund part. And not the crowd part. And then I like to say that I put the fun in crowdfunding. Ooh, I like that. Like balloons and <laughs> so like balloons and confetti. <laughs> <laughs> Glitter. <laughs> yeah, make it rain, Justin. Make it rain, bro. Goddamn. Tomorrow's your birthday, right, Justin? Dude, yes. How did you know, you you sneaky researcher? I did a lot of research to find out. Happy early. Like, I know there's belated, but how do we wish a happy early? Happy early I, birthday? I, I'll take it. Happy early birthday. <laughs> what are you doing that's... to celebrate? You're officially the first, so that's good. Cool. My son has zero interest. <laughs> he's, he's three, but, you know, yeah. he's like, do I get a present? <laughs> uh, you got to get him yes, a present so he doesn't get felt left out. That's right, that's, well, we wouldn't want my birthday to put him out. <laughs> that's the key. Uh, love it. I saw too, Justin. Uh, you were in a Weird Al video, correct? Yeah, yeah. That actually, that was maybe one of my most favorite things ever. Because I'm a like millennial '90s kid, and Weird Al was was still is a god among men. Um, yeah. And and I, I actually randomly used to be like a ballet dancer. 
and and this call went out. They were like, "We need big, chunky, rough-looking dudes." This is all my casting. People that you know, <laughs> diamonds in the rough. Uh, and uh, I show up and I do a dance audition. And uh, oh gosh, this was early thirties. And and yeah, Weird Al's like, "Come on board." I'm like, oh, "What?" Which video and then randomly, was it? the DP of the uh, cinematographer of that uh, video was the cinematographer that I had just shot my film with. And I'm like, it, it was a small world. It's crazy. Hollywood yeah. is like that. You randomly meet into the most random people while you're doing your, your career. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what weird out video was it? It was the handy. I'm so handy. It's some... <laughs> I don't even know the original because I'm not that person that, that listens to that fancy. music. It's yes, a, it's yes, yes, Iggy Azalea. I'm so fancy. There you go. There you go. Love yeah, it. I remember looking that video up once during the rehearsal process. <laughs> Rob was, was like, actually the one that her. showed me the original, that uh, fancy when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why it, the lyrics just bothered me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it just irked me to the core. So fancy. Like, <laughs> oh, oh man! What um, Justin? Though um, going into films, you've made some of your own, correct? Yeah. So you actually had my partner on a few weeks ago, Ryan Welsh. Yes, oh. and that was um, Outpost film. Yeah, Outpost, the sci-fi, which we should be dropping here in the next month or so. We still okay. don't have like a final date, but um. It's we're we're kind of building that up and figuring out what kind of launch strategy we want to do. But yeah, and I also oh. just shot uh, last month a uh, a big project with one of the kids from It, the movie It, um, and uh, he's starring in that project. And so yeah, there's this kind of like little chugging train that is our little production company uh, still trying to get that first feature off the ground. There's, there's, you know, irons in the fire, but it's kind of how it always is. So one of them will take off, but yeah. no idea when, how did if you... nothing takes off, we're shooting something this summer. Like, like we're going to grab the iPhone and do that movie, which for us is rare, but it's happening. Ah, you got to do like your own fire fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Cheese sandwich, bro. Cheese sandwich. Exactly. Cheese sandwiches, just some, some, some American cheese and some wonder bread. Uh, and I'll charge $40,000. Yeah. That's, I'll that's retweet it. Get me a time. Yeah, I'll retweet that, bro. I'm that's down. because you're worth like ten mil. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I'll just I'll do it. You know, everybody just needs to post a big square of like yeah. vomit green. Yeah. Out of the, that's how we'll take off. How did you connect with uh, Ryan Wells in the first place, Justin? Uh, yeah. So we did a we did my little. Actually, this really is the biggest project. So back in 2011, years ago. Uh, there was the Wild. sort of first big web series, like in, in terms of um, production value, like where the company actually spent real money on a web series. And it was through a, uh, what's the channel called? Machinima, oh. uh, which was a big channel on YouTube. And it was called Bite Me. And it was a zombie comedy. And the idea was that if the zombie apocalypse happens in Los Angeles, the only guys that are going to be able to do anything about it are the hardcore gamers that have been practicing their entire lives. Yes, I remember moment. Ryan mentioned that to us. Yeah, yeah, and that that to us like the the series ended up getting like seventy million views. There was a season on television. 
Um, you know, it's the only thing I've ever been recognized in a, you know, Ralph's grocery store for was that. Um, so, yeah, the first season we, you know, we did the job together and uh, the final battle scene, we had run out of shooting time. Uh, the director was just uh, he's a brilliant dude, but he just like had way too much on his plate. And so Welsh and I I call him Welsh because my wife is named Ryan. And so it gets confusing in my head. Um <laughs> We went and we got like pieces of broccoli and carrots and like staged this final fight scene. And that was our first sort of directing moment. And then after the second season, I had this idea for a property called Fat Ninja. And I was like, dude, you should come write Fat Ninja with me. And so we ended up writing a pilot called uh, Fat Ninja. I want to see Fat Ninja. Dude, I want to see Fat Ninja. (laughs) I swear, I it's... It's the property that it, nobody knows what to do with it because it's a little too weird and surreal, and yet everybody wants to see it. It's like, hey, if you ever get this made, you let me know. I'm kind of like our yours. show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go back, though, real quick, uh, Justin. You mentioning, like, raising 300000 for a film. That sounds amazing, and it is amazing. But compared to, uh, like, Hollywood budgets, how do you put out something people want to see – because they spend what upwards to millions. Like, oh, millions, yeah. millions. Like, yeah. How do you put uh, something out on the budget that you've made to make people want to see it? It's a really good question because it there's the like secret weird world of of movie financing doesn't get clearer even when you're in it. Um, it just gets more obtuse wow. and weird. Wow. Uh, the short answer is lots of favors and lots of bending or breaking of rules. Um, you know, we, you, sh- you know, particularly in LA, you, you're required to have permits for everything. Like, even if you're yes. shooting in your own apartment, you should have a fire marshal and a permit and it should be these four unions and that kind of stuff. Um, and so you just don't do it that way. And, and you're generally fine and you don't get in trouble. And every once in a while it does happen and your entire project collapses because you can't, you know, you're not legally allowed to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so so there's this like weird gray area where you're just having to get scrappy. So for example, for Outpost, you know, kind of the common thing that we hear about it is, how did you do this for about forty thousand dollars? Dude, it looked amazing. Something. Yeah, it's nuts. It's it's like two hundred something VFX shots, and the and the answer was that our VFX guy. We were his first freelance gig after he left one of the major houses. He had done literally like was the lead guy on like Prometheus and Harry Potter and all this giant stuff. And he just moved to America. We were his first gig. And he basically turned to us during production when uh, one of our department heads ended up costing us about $20,000. Long story there. And he was like, I will finish this film for you guys because I believe in you and I believe in the project. It's just going to take me three years on my weekends. And we were like. Okay, and you know it took him three years, and we never complained once because he yeah. did easily. I mean, retail rates several hundred thousand dollars worth of VFX, but even like oh, paying my friend friend rates, it would have been easily twenty to fifty thousand of VFX. Wow. Yeah, because I remember uh, that when I talked when I had first book uh, Wells, you know, I was just like, well, this thing looks so good, so good. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we just we lucked out. I mean, we just kept. You know, the the bones were there and the vision were there. That's definitely what we brought to the table. But we were absolutely supported on the shoulders of 
incredibly talented people who were committed to seeing it get made and I, get done and be good. I remember him saying too, like, if this does uh, do well, you guys have like entire other stories like lined up for it. Oh yeah, we are. We just had a meeting today where we're thinking about doing a tabletop RPG, cool. like a sci-fi um, homebrew, D and D homebrew. Um, particularly, frankly, in, in light of the success of this client of mine last month. Uh, and we've got a pilot. We've got all sorts of material, sort of wherever people want to take this sort of little existential epic sci-fi. Yeah, um, love it. Yeah, because, you know, movies used to be the thing, but we are in the platinum age of television. And so anytime a movie can be turned into a miniseries, it's people's little ears, little perk up, get interested. I was actually just going to say, um, if you need playtesters for your tabletop RPG, I have a regular gaming group that would love, <laughs> love to playtest anything. <laughs> so. Sweet. It's official. Email <laughs> coming your way. Hey, dude, dude, last week I got here and there was shit all over the table like from a game. And I'm like, do I sweep this off and pee on it? Or what do I do with this stuff? <laughs> no, you'll have ruined hours and hours and hours of intense focused energy. <laughs> well, it is figured, a very dick move. <laughs> I even felt bad just moving some of the stuff for me to like set my laptop up because I didn't know. I didn't know if that was like a move that somebody had wordplay. Just cause the entire universe yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I didn't know what I just collapsed up. in on itself. Everybody's <laughs> lost every piece of epic armor. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did yeah. that, dude. No way, no. Down. <laughs> what up? Uh, I want to say, uh, uh, go back real quick too to Outpost. Um, the the main character is the last citizen. I want to ask: Is that the last human? Oh no, good question. So the sort of backstory about this is that um, the idea is that we've sent out representatives of the human race to the far reaches of the galaxy looking for a place to colonize, uh, looking for potentially, you know, extraterrestrial life. Um, and so there's this kind of class of person, a citizen that is, you know, the Renaissance man, but, you know, on crack. They can do everything to an amazing level. Um, and with them are these Aria units, which in sort of the next iteration of the mythology are, it's sort of like an Adam and Eve type thing. So, uh, see if I get autonomous, reproductive, interactive android. Nice. And so if they find a place where they can colonize, um, she is quite literally a baby-making factory. Uh, and we realized kind of part of what we're exploring sort of behind the scenes is, is this sort you know, sort of the ethical question of that and sort of, you know, sexism in the, you know, 21st well i guess not 21st 31st century kind of thing <laughs> um and and you know what what do we bring with us into these new worlds and these new interactions so that's kind of meta stuff within the within the uh uh within the short he's basically a really awesome astronaut it's his last day on the outpost looking uh, and they've been probing this big giant black mass of something they can't figure out what it is all the probes die he tries to hack his last probe on his last day by putting some like plants in it, some you know organic life, and it works. Except it works so well that this giant mass starts coming at them very fast, very scary, and they are essentially attacked. Kind of. You'd have to watch the short. Ah. I know. <laughs> mm. I if I had a long beard, I'd be 
slowly stroking it and going, hmm. Flambo's stroking it. Our intern is doing that for you, Justin. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks, intern. God damn it, intern. No problem. He's got that for you. We trained him well. We trained him well. <laughs> Beautiful. I need a long-bearded intern. What is wrong with my life? Just for that. Just to stroke his beard when he says something like that. Literally, intern, sit in the corner. Uh, don't tell me your name. Don't tell me your backstory. Just stroke that beard, brother. I got work to do. <laughs> love it love it love it what um what other um projects do you have coming up justin can you tell us about any yeah so the 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 big feature that we're kind of aiming toward we doubt it's going to be our first because it's kind of expensive but it is a uh a psychological horror thriller horror film called dark winter and basically the premise is what if our inner demons like got out and were real um, and we had to fight that inner demon uh, sort of um, brought to life. And so it's it's probably depending, you know, we've had some like literally Academy Award nominated producers looking at it. The, the big challenge so far has been it would be our first feature and it's easily a five million dollar film. And that's not usually people's first feature. So we've got a couple of other projects in various stages of development and financing um, that could be our first feature that just that sort of breaks, uh, pops that cherry, if you will, and then we can turn around and hopefully make some of these uh, some of these larger properties that we have in hand. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the one that we've been circling around. It's one a bunch of screenwriting stuff and and is kind of our calling card in a sense. Uh, but uh, yeah, lots of other irons in the fire. That um, that's just that's a great concept. Like that's something I'm really interested in, and just the fact that like that's one of those things where you can translate that easily to uh, like a tabletop game or a video game or whatever else you want to do. Like mm. that's a concept that will really integrate over to those other medias. Yeah, it's. I mean, it has legs. I mean, people people get really pumped when they read the script, and it was actually my first. Uh, I wrote the first draft, and then Welsh came in and made it so much better. Wow. Uh, and as partnerships work, yeah. uh, but that was like my first attempt at writing, and we just kind of managed to find Nailed something it. kind of interesting right out of the right out of the gate. Nice, nice. Do you uh, do you play video games at all? So I'd love to say that I I call myself gamer adjacent. Like I can usually hang in the conversation because my brother and my best friend are like hardcore every game has 200 hours logged kind of gamers <laughs> and so they yeah, it's what we all talk about i just have to know what's up but you just got no know. I, I i don't i don't i don't play i just got have you guys heard about this thing called shadow no okay so this is cool so i got a mac i got this you know because i do all the filmmaking stuff and plus i want to feel like i'm cool so i have a giant <laughs> mac um but there's this new service called Sha shadow shadow um, where you can essentially rent a server, like a like a high-end PC, so that you can game on any device, and they have like really low latency and all this kind of stuff, um, or lag time, I guess. And so I'm gonna start playing like Overwatch, for example, doesn't play on Macs, and I can now stream Overwatch to my Mac basically through this third-party proxy computer that I pay a monthly thing for. It's like 20 bucks a month or something. I don't know how much. Um, 
it's re it's really cool. Like, it, and you can do it on your your iOS devices. You can do it on your phone. Cool. You're basically just streaming from this computer somewhere out there, and it's really really wow. high end. So even if you have like kind of a crappy computer but a decent internet connection, you can play as if you had the awesome graphics card so, and and all that stuff. Sounds like so the first it's almost time you could do that. yeah. It's so so almost like if like say Rob had a PlayStation nine. So, and I oh. and, and I had a and I had a Super Nintendo, but I wanted to play Rob's PlayStation Nine on my Super Nintendo. Yeah. I could do that with this app. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. And it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty baller. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Like especially in Mac land. Like I'm I've I've I, I used to play Counter Strike a lot. Like there was a time where I was a gamer. You know, I, I Diablo two, II, Diablo three. Like that was. Counter-Strike, like that like early 2000s was the last time I was crazy about it. And then Diablo 3 came out and I played that like a crazy person. But other than that, <laughs> as a Mac user, like I'm so limited. Um, or yeah. There are limitations. And so this is, I don't know, I think this might be how I get addicted again. So that's yeah. that's nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Got to have that vice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Just, you know, kill the pain and the suffering inside of my heart. Yeah. Um, that's No big deal. <laughs> That's Silence the voice of dread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Justin, we have to wrap this up, dude, but it has been great talking to you, man. Yeah, I thank you guys so much for reaching out, and you guys have been like awesome supporters and fans, and you did birthday research. I mean, that's awesome. I, I appreciate you guys uh, bringing me on. I'll, I'll get I'll get you guys a heads up when the uh, when we have some maybe firm dates on Outpost, uh, whether it's the short or the tabletop game, and um, who knows? Maybe we'll do like a like a co thing with Welsh and I, and it'll be awesome. That would that sounds awesome. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, so slash Justin Giddings will do the trick on most platforms. I guess all platforms yeah. um, that matter. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, find, find me out there. I'm out and about. Um, outpostthefilm.com is also for people who want to kind of get into the world of the short. It's a little outdated, but it has some links to the right places, and I'll be updating it soon. Um, and then the thekickstarterguy.com for anybody who's interested in the whole crowdfunding and and that kind of thing. Awesome. And Justin, real quick on your uh, Google, like through email, uh, your Google profile, you yeah. there's a website there. I clicked it and it went to some uh, Korean or Chinese drug company. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you were aware. Yeah, that's my side gig. I don't know I how didn't your know if you were owned by lately, them but, or if, um, like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I have no. Wait, did somebody literally take. So I did like Google Plus what 10 years ago when that was a thing yes um did somebody get justingettings.com and is it it is it's going to some it's chinese. a chinese no. drug conglomerate justin i wanted to make sure you weren't one of them i i love that rob just revealed this to you like <laughs> oh this is fantastic i'm emailing this dude and i want free free stuff i don't i don't care what it is it starts going to you it's got like a countdown it. and then it goes to Hachi <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it it's a it's a virus laden uh, <laughs> deep dark hole of sin. No one should go to justingettings.com. That is that is a dangerous place. It is, bro. I've I haven't been the same. Justin, thank you so much, dude. You're amazing.
Uh, thanks, you guys. It's been awesome, and uh, we'll 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 keep in touch. Yeah, we'll keep in touch. As they cool. say in the biz. All right, brother. as they say in the biz. Peace, guys. Thank you. Later, dude. All right, Thank bye. you. We'll be back. Hey, Slambo. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read a sweet graphic novel about a 17th century kid whisked into a mysterious world of the occult, intense danger and excitement? Oh, yeah, yeah! Then look no farther, my friend, and go to the Voyager, and go get the Voyager, written by Jeff Sturge and illustrated by Nick Marinkovich. Where do I find it? Go to... Yeah, uh, Gern, Guernica Editions, G-U-E-R-N-I-C-A-D-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S.com or Amazon.com. That's a lot easier to find than Guernica's. And order the Voyager, and that's spelled V-O-Y-A-G-E-U-R. Don't care, baby, I'm ordering that right now, yeah! Fuck yeah. Yes, yes. What's going on, fellas? Tucker, how Happy you doing, brother? You are. You I'm are. I'm doing, man. <laughs> what are you doing up to? Living the, living the teacher dream out here, man. Teaching <laughs> kids music. Trying yeah. to stay out the L.A. rain. Every time I call you, it's dumping rain in L.A. I swear it's been the rain apocalypse this year in L.A., man. We bring it. Oh, it was a drought before Robin Slim came. <laughs> That's it. Robin Slim make it rain in L.A. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I love it. Boy, thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, What's going on over there, man? Is it freezing and snowing and stuff? It's not. We actually, like, just the other day, like, nine inches of snow fell everywhere except here. Like, we had rain. We had rain. But it is, like, 20 degrees now. But, yeah, like, up north, even, like, my kids in West Virginia had so much snow. They didn't have school. But we got we got rain. We got drizzle. You guys are so yeah. wet down there, you evaporate the snow. <laughs> <laughs> We're so salty. Wet, wet there, We're dude. so salty and wet. We're moist. <laughs> man, wetter than wetter than some some uh, Atlantic City uh, can can girls, man. Seriously. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, we had uh, since you last were on uh, Tucker, we had R.J. Mini on. Who was from Breaking Bad, and he oh, remembered yeah. you. How'd that go, man? You guys were telling me you had him on. How was he, man? He was great, he was awesome. and he—I mentioned you, and he knew who you were. It was just like, wow, that's—he's such a cool, such a cool dude. I'm about to say when the when when the the MS kid from Breaking Bad knows who you are, you have made it, man. Yes. You've made it in the biz. That's yes. all I'm saying. I love it. I love it. And what are sorry, you up sorry, to, RJ? I'm just, I don't mean to use your, your disease <laughs> as a joke. That was not the point of that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's good. It's good. Um, you you've been uh, coaching, right, Tucker? You you coach? Uh, is it hockey? Oh no, I wish it was hockey, man. Because then I could just straight haul off and punch somebody for all their mouths, <laughs> man. I swear, it's it's not the children. Like it's third and fourth grade kids. Just so you understand, like the ages here, we're talking nine and ten year old kids, right? It's yeah. basketball. Oh, basketball. But okay. You're not. You're not really. You're not really contending so much with the kids and their opponents. You're contending with all the grown-up adolescents that are living vicariously through these children. All the dads. And the coaches. Yes. Oh. Yes. It is just insane, and the league itself is just insanely idiotic too. And <laughs> I knew this coming in. I had assisted in past seasons when my son was playing in the leagues, and I've done basketball, baseball. Even helped out with golf. My son's a super talented little sports dude. But even golf, man, these people are nuts. 
They're all crazy. <laughs> Everyone is these hyper-competitive psychopath parents in these leagues. And I'm, I, I, I tried to say no. Like, they were pushing me. They kept calling me going, will you please coach? We need another head coach. Will you please coach? I'm like, I'm a musician. I, I don't work like a real job. I'm always on call waiting for my next thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to leave these kids in a position on a weekend where I get picked up to do work and I, I can't be there to coach. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. We need you. We really need you. I mean, these people laid on me so hard, man. Wow. So finally I agreed. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, was, it was hard. It was so hard. It was so much harder. You think, oh, they're just kids. All you got to do is sit there and, you know, shot a few plays at them and Good job. You know, give them a pat on the back. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Every other coach out there is Bobby Knight. And Mike Shashevsky, and I'm sitting there feeling like I'm Walter Matthau in the Bad News Bears or something, man. I swear, I'm just out of my depth from week one. Like, I, it was. There's so many rules too. That's the other thing that blows my mind. Is we're talking again. We're talking about nine and ten year olds here. Yeah. And the the, the handbook of rules for these children is probably. 10, 15 pages long, and you're supposed to study it before the season starts. And it's the most minutiae detailed. You know, if you play a child for one quarter, but you don't play them for the whole quarter, then you have to play every other child for 10 minutes in the next quarter. And if you don't do that, and I'm seriously having league officials coming over to me during games, like from the first game screaming at me, like, you're not subbing them right. You're not subbing them right. And I'm like, good God, I thought I could just, you know, plug them in where I saw fit and they'd run around in circles. And Dude, I'm a musician. Like, what do you expect? Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That yeah. sounds tedious. Uh, but, but anyways, you know, the hardest part was is that we had a lot of talented – we had probably like three or four talented kids, and then we had like about four – really not talented kids you had like three so of us real <laughs> and an extra, right. you had an extra one of us at that age you always got it like that don't you I mean, you're lucky if you got three talented kids but i mean it was probably like three talented and five kids with cinder blocks for hands you know that's pretty much what i had to work with yeah so we we only won three out of 15 games this year and and being as hyper competitive as i am while still trying to maintain this whole character development overarching thing going on here that was a a pretty bitter pill to swallow man especially when i'm losing to all of these just meathead a-hole grown-ups yeah dude oh yeah yeah (laughs) you know how it feels it's like it's one thing if you're losing to nice guys that are obviously like genuine and sweet and kind and all this it's another thing when you're losing to these guys that are puffing their chest out. Yeah. Like for, for instance, yeah. For instance, one game we're playing here, I look over at the coach of the other team, and he's this fat, bearded guy, this kind of <laughs> swarthy, fat, bearded guy. And I look over at him in, in the first quarter, and I kind of give him like a half smirk smile, and he's like staring the punch me in the face face. Yeah. Right into my eyes. <laughs> that's what. That's what. Like, like he's trying to have a stare down. I would think it would you know be saying? like. And I'm looking yeah. at him like. Seriously? God, man, why don't you stare down a freaking slim fast, man? Don't stare me down. Seriously, dude. Yes. God damn. Anyway, so you feel me? It was a humbling experience. I I have to say, as far as just coaching anecdotes go, I know I haven't talked to you guys since the Super Bowl. And my Rams, my beloved Rams, were in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I've been rooting Rams ever since they moved to St. Louis when I was 10. So I've been a long-suffering Rams fan, no less. You know, not many years of success in the midst of all their trash <laughs> so we get to the super bowl we lose to the patriots in a close one but we lose all these kids come to practice the day after 
and they're just devastated, not just for themselves, because they're all Rams fans too, but they're devastated for me because they know how yeah. much I'm bleeding for this team. Uh, and they're like, Coach, Coach, what happened? What happened? And practice is over, and I'm trying to give them the like final pep talk about the next game. And all these hands go up, and I'm like, yeah, you. And he's like, can we talk more about the Super Bowl? I'm like, next question. What do you got? And they're like, uh, so, you know, as far as the Super Bowl goes, I'm like, does anybody here have a question besides the Super Bowl? All the hands go down. I'm like, all right, <laughs> fine. What do you want to know? The kids go, why did they lose? And, and more, more, more importantly, Tucker, why do you hate the Patriots so much? <laughs> and before I even realized, boys, what's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, well, they're cheaters. And these, these ten, nine- and ten-year-olds are like, how? How do they cheat? And I'm like, well, Julian Edelman's on steroids. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, like, what is steroids? And I'm like, oh, dear God, what have I done? <laughs> now your whole team is on steroids. I'm explaining to these kids how we piss dirty. And they're like, how do you ingest steroids? And I'm like, well, you know, you can take it through a needle. You know, you can probably, like, you know, grind up some picograms like Bones Jones and put them in a smoothie. I don't know. There's lots of ways. And they're like, they're like, how do they find it? And I'm like, well, it, it's in your pee. And they're like, it comes out of your penis? And I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> wow, yeah. I'm getting parents, parents calling me after, after, after the, you know, the end of the practice. I have parents call me. One of them's a cop. He's like, we had a dinner conversation about steroids, and our son said that Julian Edelman was going to be stripped of his Super Bowl MVP title. Did you tell him this? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so you're supposed to, you're supposed to tell the kids they guys. won fair and square. Yeah, they 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 worked it hard. Year. It was a year. We finished dead last. I, I taught these kids how to take steroids, and you know, uh, I hope they don't. So that's you know, pretty much all I can say. I, I, yeah, I preface it with that. Like, don't ever do this. But oh my god, go just. I I had a friend. I I was in like my twenties, and this dude was like, "Don't you want to do steroids?" And I'm like, "No," and he goes. Why you can look good at the beach, and I'm like, I don't go to the beach, dude. And this, that was, I, I come to find out later, mutual friends of ours, like that's how he, that's how he approached every one of us. Like, don't you want to look good and get girls at the beach? Don't you want to do steroids? And then one day, he you, met comes, the, you met the situation when you were ten years old. Man. Crazy. He come over to the house. And he's like, Yo, Rob, I just beat my dad up, but he's cool with it because I'm on steroids and he knows it. I'm like, What? <laughs> Wow. Wow. Your dad's wearing Damn. a neck brace, but he's cool with it. Raph, why this guy Raph? I used to know. Like, wait, we have Raph. Good, good job, buddy. Oh, yeah, I wanna... What a badass name. Trump colored tan as well. Did he have like a fucking colored tan? I think so. That? I think so. Todd. I just love that. Of course, this guy's name was Raph. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I love it. He's like, yeah, I beat, the, I beat the fuck out of my dad, but. He, he understands because I'm doing steroids. <laughs> All right, man. It's, like, it's like Rocco. You got to be named Rocco to be doing that many steroids, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was only in high school. It was only for like high school football, dude. <laughs> and I love that he just wanted to appeal to everybody. Like, don't you want to go to the beach and look good? Like, you could be my beach bro. <laughs> you, know, you know, I totally tried to pull it in in that, in that when I totally let the cat out of the bag talk about steroids with the boys i try to bring it in you know and like make the big like you know character development speech to like save myself and i go but you know here's the bigger thing guys i mean you can win five super bowls six super bowls seven super bowls but if you know that you broke the rules and did it the wrong way would that mean any more to you than winning no super bowls but knowing that you gave it your best and you followed the rules i'm like because you know 
more importantly, besides just that steroids are cheating, they can give you cancer and they can kill you. All right, have a great night, guys. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet dreams, buddies. <laughs> you can lose your limbs. How about that, huh? <laughs> Ask Lance Armstrong whether steroids made him a winner. Yeah. Ask Lyle Azedo. <laughs> Barry Bonds is the home run king, and he's got nuts the size of grape nuts. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> yeah, take that to the bank, kids. <laughs> <laughs> On a happier note, I don't know if it is, Tucker, what is cereal dreaming? Ooh. Okay, so I have been roped into this new indie film that um, you guys had Steve Ham on your show, correct? Yes, the actor yes, guy? yes. He so was he's, very he's cool. attached to this too. Um, it is it is a pretty banging script, I gotta say. the The writer of this is kind of a genius, dude. He he kind of reminds me of a young Tarantino. If I'm gonna compare him to somebody else, wow, cool. really really raw type stuff kind of you know, very vivid, wild, kind of unfiltered type writing style. But this script was sent to me by a guy who had vetted me and found me through Twitter like you guys did. He knew about my, my battle rap videos. He knew about some of my comedy, some of my music stuff. And initially he was hitting me up to be the producer of the soundtrack, which I'm still going to do. So he's roped in some names on this soundtrack to you guys. Like, I'm not supposed to like let too many cats out of too many bags, but we'll just yeah. say this. Names you definitely know wow. from the rock and roll, rap, and hip-hop world. I mean, these are these are legendary names, some of them. Yeah. What about the Drizz? Yeah, well, I'm we're, in it. Well, we're still yeah. no, I'm in pre-prod. I'm not supposed to name drop, but we'll just say these are legendary names. These yeah. are not small names. These are past and present legendary names. Except my and name, because I'm like godlike. I'm way above that, so I wouldn't agree to anything like that. Oh, no. Well, Driz, Driz, we were going to ask if you wanted to be involved, but we were pretty sure you were too busy. So sorry he is. He's got a lot of court dates coming up, Tucker. I can't even tell you what for. That's right. We, we heard you were going to be in the, the Smurfs Part 5, so you know we thought you might be a little busy. <laughs> yeah, who fuck told you that? Yeah. Jokey Smurf, you gave me a call, man. Sorry. <laughs> Steroid Smurf told them. <laughs> Rocco Smurf. <laughs> but um, so so he's telling me all this, and I'm like, all right, I'm down to help, you know, compose and write some original material for the soundtrack and all this. And then as we kept talking, he goes, "Can I send you this script so you can read it and give me any feedback?" And I go, "Sure." And I, I'm like, you've had people take a pass at this. He goes, yes. And everybody that takes a pass at it is telling me I'm on the right track, but I'm interested to get your feedback. Cool. Guys, I, I'm a pretty scrutinous editorial eye. I would have caught anything grammatically that was out of whack. I, I studied English in college. I was the editor of our college newspaper. I always caught mistakes. Not a single grammatical error. Not a single anything out of place. And beyond that, the script itself was engaging and breathtaking from the first page. It, cool. It's a ride. It's one of the, it, like I said, kind of reminds me of, if I'm comparing it to another movie, almost like Natural Born Killers if Tarantino had been allowed to, to direct it instead of Oliver Stone. That's wow. kind of how it reads. Like that. Cool. It's, it's about, about five different sociopaths that are playing cat and mouse with each other. And I don't want to give too much away, but it is, yeah. it's also funny. 
So a lot like Tarantino, where it's equal parts kind of like insane, but also <laughs> also darkly comedic at the same time. <laughs> nice. It, it's, it's both. Nice. He's got some cool names attached to it besides just Steve Ham. Carrie Means, the creator of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, <laughs> and the voice of Frylock. Yes! The voice of Frylock. Yes! He's in it. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Tom, you just had our, our fan of I gotta tell you real quick. I gotta interrupt Tucker. Tucker, uh, years ago I booked Spencer Grammer, who is Kelsey Grammer's daughter, and she also voices um, Summer, Summer Smith on Rick and Morty. And right after we interviewed her, our buddy here, Lamborghini, goes, "Yeah, she was cool, but uh, one day I want to talk to." Master Shake, you're not a real, you're not a real radio guy unless you got Master Shake on. And I was like, "Whoa, how's that not good enough for you?" I was, I was <laughs> and he was so seriously. I gotta agree though. As far as like his modern cartoon voices go, you gotta give it up to Dana Snyder and Master Shake. That guy has got to be one of my favorites. I love uh, that, and I love him on um, "Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell." Like, I love that show. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, Dana Snyder is, is pretty awesome, comedic <laughs> guy. But but I guess I didn't realize this. Carrie Means isn't just the voice of Frylock. He was the guy that created all of those images, guys. He's wow. the artist that did it all. I That's heard they awesome. screwed That's him out. I heard he was homeless for a while. Really? I, yeah, yeah, shit. that is true. That is true. And if we want to go a little deeper into the Carrie Means story, because I got to know it a little better from being introduced to him through this, uh, Adult Swim and, and Cartoon Network straight rape their artists on their guys, in case you didn't know. No, I didn't. That dude is proof positive. That, is, that dude is proof positive. They screwed him so badly on Aqua Teen Hunger Force that as of now, he gets no residual income from it whatsoever. I just remember. airs on Cartoon Network all the time. I saw a fundraiser. He all started to go fund me just to try to live like he he was just like homeless living on the streets after after aquatine hunger force was already around for a while you know how it goes it's the music industry story too they 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 put a big number in front of your face at first yeah and you're you're like busted ass broke artist person and you're like great i'll take the six-figure deal or whatever now and you keep thinking you're keep gonna keep getting hooked up but what they don't tell you is they don't give you any of the publishing and that includes Anytime they want to crank out a poster, a coffee mug, slippers, you know, pencil, anything yeah. with the imagery on it, they're taking a hundred percent profit on that, guys. Wow! Even though he's the one that drew those images, that's why they I think, crank out a Master Jake toothbrush, and he didn't get a dime of that. I think that was one of the major reasons Rick and Morty took so long between seasons because they wanted part of their marketing. Like that's what took so long between what is it, season three and what's coming is four. Season four, yeah, yeah. Like, cause they just wanted, they wanted what they were worth. And, and I guess Adult Swim well, you know is really stingy. Yeah. Well, it's not just Adult Swim. I don't want to just throw them under no. the bus here. It's, you it's know, it's the, the entire... industry at large. Yeah. It's Hollywood. It's all of it. And I got to tell you, I can, I can break an even bigger one for you on here. This is for all my crazy tinfoil hat people out there. I got one for you. My buddy who is a hyper Christian dude <laughs> who also grew up as a child actor in the, in the industry from youth, from very young age, and did very well when he was a child. He tells me not only is he fully aware that the industry is utterly into child trafficking and all this R. Kelly crap and all this, all of them, but he told me point blank, Adult Swim, Sony, Warner Brothers, he kept naming names. All of these big 
cats at the top are in the Church of Satan. You heard me, the Church of Satan. Dude, and I always thought that was like Christian a rumor. Friend. I always thought that was like a rumor. Just look it up online. Look it up online. It's a real thing. Dude, I... it's funny because the Church of Satan, you think it's going to be like, you know, these devil cult people that like are doing ritual sacrifices and all this. No, it's just a bunch of fat, dorky, drunken high dudes that try and ply women and children with drugs and alcohol, pretty much. Wow. That's all that they do. Yeah, I got, I got a buddy, and he's always ranting about boys. that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, you don't know what you're talking about. But I guess he does, dude. <laughs> Is it the same I'm buddy saying, I'm thinking Google of? Google it. Google the church statement and start digging. I did as soon as my friend said it. And I got to say, yeah. my buddy whose name I'm going to leave off yeah. because I know he doesn't want up. any more heat on his name than that. No. He was like, trust me, Tucker, I've dug deep on this. One of my close all friends, them, like, forever. Church of Satan. He told me something too about like musicians using like the, the the language of witches or something, and I'm like, nah, you, what is the, like? I don't know, I don't know. But he, yeah, dude, he tells me some crazy shit, and I'm like, <laughs> well, start noticing when you watch Adult Swim because we kind of started with them. How many of these shows not only just bag on you know Christianity and mainstream morality, if you will, wow, yeah. but also how much imagery they have in the background of these shows. That is surely satanic, if yeah. you know anything about satanic imagery. And the more I looked into it, it's not even that hard to decipher if you know what you're looking at. I think they're just counting on the fact that most people are, like, completely zonked out of their gourd at 1 in the morning watching this after 20 bowls. Or I always was. So, I always was. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how you always watch it, right? It's always yeah. like after you've been in the club all night and you come home with a Taco Bell. Yeah. And barely, you're, like, you're, like, drooling on yourself while you're watching it, you know? <laughs> I have a one but, buddy. But you feel me? I just broke a big story on your show, guys. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like the, I'm the Edward R. Murrow of the Robin Slim show tonight. I'm just saying. I have one buddy who I always thought was just full of shit, but he has always told me, he's like, I've, I've studied all these different religions. Like I've read Buddhism and I've read this and Christianity and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, the only one that makes sense is Satanism. I'm like, wow. <laughs> he wow. said that makes sense because it's just, it's really like Satanism is really just about like you just doing what's right for you, apparently. <laughs> well, it it, it kind of, I should say it masquerades under the guise of no morals, no rules. And that sounds attractive to everybody, right? Especially if you yeah. came from a home that was super duper strict or whatnot. Everybody show. can agree that, you know, that sounds nice. But what, what it really comes down to is is that, of course, they're like, just drink and screw and do whatever you want to do. And that's fine. Again, if that's your lifestyle, that's fine. But, of course, we got to get back to legalistics here. As long as the people that you're doing it with are down with it. Yes. You know, you, know, yeah. I mean, you got to have compliant people for this to be what I would call okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't and, be R. Kelly or Bill Cosby. Like that, Cosby. They're the guys that gave it a bad and name. That's exactly what the church is doing, man. Yeah. They're straight pulling some Bill Cosby stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Here, just have this jello pudding pop that's laced with horse tranquilizers. Here, come on over. I mean, it's like, if you're doing that, I'm sorry. You're, yeah. you're, you're off the grid here. That's... You know? I, can't, I can't sign off on that. Boy, Adult Swim is gonna be is gonna be serving me with a subpoena by tomorrow, you guys. <laughs> Dude. Them and Jello, bro. Jello. Good luck. Good luck getting on uh, getting on uh, Aqua Team next year doing voice acting. I think and I'm another coaching job. Yeah, we're all screwed, Tucker. <laughs> we'll all be in the same cell block. So anyway, back to serial dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> 
Satan is not involved. Check out their Twitter page. It's it's serial dreaming on Twitter, and serial spelled like serial killer, not like bowl of Lucky Charm cereal. <laughs> so, serial dreaming. It's also on IMDb. I'm also up there now on there. But it, it started as a soundtrack production offer, and yeah. as we kept getting to know each other, and as I read this script. Love it. I came back to him and said, I'm interested in acting in this. And he said, well, you know what? I was going to ask you, but I didn't want to overreach. I have a role for you. So now I've been cast in this as well. And my buddy, Arash, who is an old friend of mine from back in St. Louis, is now one of the producers that's been brought on. He's an Iranian guy who's tied to all this Iranian oil money. And it looks like this thing is really going to launch on a completely indie budget. We're going to shoot it over the next six months to a year and this thing's going to be completely self-made by a bunch of artists and we're still in talks we're trying to get some like large name to come help anchor this as well we've kicked around a few names and i don't want to let the cats out of the bag there too but these are name names these are like names you would know so we're, we're working on trying to bring in at least one like big name to help anchor it but yes i've been tasked to be a bounty hunter in this. So yes, besides all the other stuff, I'm going to be playing a bounty hunter in this who is a repugnant kind of Javier Bardem in no country for old men, like bounty hunter. in this. <laughs> nice. So there you go. Nice. Tuck away. Add my resume. We have to wrap this up. Be dude. Guys with nails in the head. Dude. <laughs> God damn. It's, it's been amazing <laughs> as always Tucker, but we got to wrap it up, dude. All right, boys. Well, Driz, I guess you got let off the hook tonight. Not I was going to lay some ether bars on your dome, dude. But I, was... I guess I guess we'll just have to call it a draw tonight, dude. Yeah, you want to win anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put it like this, man. You you win. Yeah, you like put it any way you want. Dude. You You're put winning. it any way you want. You could put it right in a fucking ass, and it wouldn't be as good as my rap. <laughs> yeah, fucking rhyme like that. <laughs> You're winning like Charlie, dude. Uh, <laughs> probably winning at least a handful of STDs like him, dude. Uh, sure. He's, he's, what would you compare him to? Like uh, a coach dad, like an angry coach dad. The Driz is like on what level? A one to ten. I would say, I would say you're like the coach of the Miami Heat <laughs> of our league. And that, yeah. that, that's like, that's like no heat. That's like no heat, man. Like he is the opposite of heat. That's like like the Miami cold right there. Yo, all I do when I coach, I just tell those kids they'll never be as good as me. Yeah. I motivate them. You know, you tell them they won't be as good I, as I you. They try to be better that. than you. You guys can coach together. I do. You guys can't rap together, but you can coach together. <laughs> Tucker, you that rock, brother. That would be a sick lineup, guys. Anyway, thanks for having me on, brothers. I always do appreciate it. You know where to find me, Tucker Dale Booth on Twitter. Tuckerdale booth on Instagram, hashtag TDB music, hashtag rappers don't golf. Oh, and shout out to Blitz NFL Radio. My new blog and podcast is going to be through Blitz NFL Radio. Find them on Twitter as well. Definitely excited to be working with them. New stuff coming out. TDBMZ, breaking all things football in Hollywood and gossip like. Coming soon. Awesome, brother. Talk soon. All right, peace, boys. Later, bro. Later. Hey, guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. 
tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hello there. Hi, this is Mark. I believe I'm expected. Yes, you are. Just uh, wait on, wait a little second there. We're going to get this broadcast going. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Ronald Burlington is a newly retired special ed teacher from Mastic, Long Island with strong community ties. He's always had an open door policy. And now he has an open door podcast where various people come in and sit down to discuss the world we live in today. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be Ron's neighbor? Well, good evening there, ladies and gentlemen. We just got uh, we got some uh, special guests here today. We got uh, we've got indie fantasy author, Mr. Mark Tiano. And we even got a special live guest coming in, Mr. Conspiracy Slim. And he'll be here in a little He's bit. Here, buddy. I'm, my name is Cheese. Oh, and that, that's um, just my buddy Cheese here. Ron used to be my teacher, and we got intimate. Yeah, I got to know him real well, and I, I taught him everything he knows. We live together now. Now, now anyways, um, <clears throat> so tell me about yourself, uh, Mr. Tierno. And about the work you do. Um, well, like I said, I've, um, I'm a guy with a master's in physics, and um, I've written what some might term to be um, an incredible amount. Um, the book Maldine is a fantasy, but eventually it gets into fantasy and science fiction territory, and it's actually a 13-book series. That's 13. So there's like like space, uh, space dwarves and That's stuff like that? That's a lot. That's space dragons and 
Do you remember it when starts you off taught dragons and wizards and stuff, and then eventually you, you see sort of a blend. Um, I don't know two other. I don't know too many other stories that that combine science fiction and fantasy, mainly because nobody can I do it all. I think your friends well. here, Ronald. Oh, oh, we just got. Yeah, we got a. We got a second. Hey, what's going on? A little early. Charm late, Ronnie. Like, Alright, so Mr. Terno, this is. I uh, took a lot of the back roads to get he's here. He's got a lot of this, this ideas. This is Mr. Conspiracy Limb here. You're following me. Hey, who's this? Hi, who are we on the Mr. phone Tierno. with? Mr. Terno. Tierney. Terno, yeah. what do you what do you do? Tierney. Mark Anthony Tierno. Mark uh, Anthony, what do you uh, what what do you do? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ronnie didn't tell me. He just told me we were going to talk do about. Do you remember uh, Ronnie when no. you was at the radio show? Yeah. And we called. Um, I've I've, yes, I've written is. a book you, called Maldine. Fantasy epic. The series gets into fantasy and science fiction, and the series is thirteen books long. I got really mad. Uh, so, so, hold on a he second. Some, science geez, fiction geez, or science geez, nonfiction? Geez, I find inside, that a lot of science geez, fiction tends to be nonfiction. More than the outside. You've got to keep your voice down, Chief. I'm trying to talk to our friend here. I'll get the drone You said you said you're right. Science fiction, but I believe a lot of science fiction tends to be science nonfiction. But um, a lot of us that want to get the truth out there, we have to kind of market it as a science fiction. But it's really just the truth. Blend, so do you write the um, truth? Yeah, well, I, I I tend to blend fantasy and science fiction. Um, Nonfiction. My, my book Maldine starts off yeah. looking fantasy with the dragons and the wizards and stuff, but as the series goes on, there's some science fiction elements that start to creep in, until it. Uh, I believe it was um, Arthur C. Clarke uh, okay. that, that that said when yeah. you have a high enough science, it, it tends to resemble uh, magic. Yes, and it, well, it, yeah. eventually it sort of gets into that realm. Well, I done read that book, Childhood, then with the devil. Child's with the devil, play. Where the devil comes from spaceships. I, I read that when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. You smart. Do right. <laughs> fed the dog. I, I, I fed the dog. That dog. Dog's fed. He looks hungry. Oh no, he's just sleeping, Chief. Just leave him alone. I want to pet the dog. So do you, do you think um like. You know, I, I mean, I know. Yeah, I don't dog. know if you know, though, like the dragons and, and the wizards. Like, when when and why did they disappear? Chief, stop, stop playing with the dogs. Uh, well, in my world, uh, the, uh, your world, the book's yeah. called Maldine because that's the name of the world. Okay. And uh, uh, the dragons are very much present there. You know, uh, none of them have disappeared. Eventually, you have them alongside what comes later, as far as the science fiction and, so, and, and the tech aspect. So you have uh, binoculars then that can see into another dimension. Because I actually do have a lot of technology that I can I can view other dimensions. Now, and what you seem to be now, now, writing where, where your does exist where, in um, a dimension X Z Y. What is the basis? Did you take a drug. I, what, what what is the basis for the theory of yours, Mister Conspiracy? Slim? Oh no no no! I mean, I'm asking uh, 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 Anthony Mark. Um, you you have wrote this book obviously because you have uh, uh, viewed uh, dimension um, X one five, correct? My friend Stevie needs a ride later. Can you can you give him a ride, Ron? Yeah, yeah I, I, um, I he got. I wrote the. I wrote the Let's book go to the um, based on a world Not that I came don't up with. don't in the back of my car. Well, no, but I mean, I do you really believe that, though? Because I know for a fact that that world really exists. The world that you're you're telling us about that is obviously <laughs> world uh, 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 of why. 
Y five two. Now, now, what was the what was the uh, what was the fa- what was the inspiration for the fantasy uh, world you wrote? Um, Obviously, just facts. Um, real he had. I don't yeah, like that at, you're at, lying at about um, back- uh, the technology that you possess. No, no, no. The real inspiration, not 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 these fake goggles. He thinks that that are, that are hidden. That, tell me what you what you came up with this. One time I got you at into a core, radiator. Uh, back when I was about fourteen, thirteen, or fourteen, I got you know, real I tired of all the movies where the villain always. Given the, the to telling his entire plot to the good guy and giving them time to to get him, and I always wondered, yo, you know, yo, why doesn't he just up? shoot the guy or something? Yo, so I wanted to make I'm the ultimate villain. Sorry about that. What, what? And I yo, love science fiction and I, yo, and I like fantasy. Yahoo! So yo, what up, Roddy? Yeah, it's been like a whole got, week since I've seen you, Roddy. What have you been doing, Roddy? You've got to let me Jared, you guys, what are you doing here right now? I run him. Oh, what I run him. I didn't know if you. Yeah, were I run into him. that fucking retard, that fucking conspiracy when saying? I was walking you, out you of just, the door. You just came back. A fucking guy's fucking crazy. Now? Yeah, what are you doing today, Ronnie? Well, we, I'm trying to have this interview with this gentleman about his uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, how come you never tell me about this stuff? You always I, like, I, I, y'all dress. You like, y'all dress. Why don't you come over? Y'all, why don't you come over? And we do some sexual shit, and I'm no, like, no, yeah, just, and then and then there's like a microphone shit, and stuff. Yeah. You just have a little bit of uh, delusions there, buddy. Yeah, you got another person on the phone that's not really here he, or something? He's just been drinking. Yeah. No, no, che- I, Cheese went out to the kitchen to get himself a soda. Now, who do you have on the phone? We don't have, don't, do we have someone? Oh, yeah, we do have a call. I'm, I'm still here. Oh, yeah. I'm confused, but I'm still here. Yeah, all right, who are you? Hold on. Y'all, I got a phone call uh, or something Mark on my. Y'all, what up, man? Y'all, hold on, I got a phone call on my personal cell phone. Y'all, what up? Y'all, who this? W- what's going on here? Y'all, no, that sounds like somebody's that's, like peeing or something. Like know, actually. Anyways, uh, anyway, just keep on going. I- I'm listening uh, to you. <laughs> Anyhow, the inspiration came because I wanted to make the ultimate villain. I got tired of all these. I mean, there hasn't, before Peter came along, for instance, there wasn't a good villain since Ming the Merciless. And, yeah, and Ronnie, I said, think that's I my friend, he wants to talk to you or something. Unforgivingly evil. Yeah, Ronnie here. You know, yeah, I'll, get, I'll give Ronnie the phone. Hold on, hold on. And so that was the, the original basis for that, and the rest I sort of just put together over time. I this based is wrong. it around a fantasy, added wrong. some other elements into it, and I spent, it was about 15 years developing it before I even started writing the book. Well, that, 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 hold on a second. Shawnee, how'd, how'd you get, how'd you get onto this line? Damn it, damn it, Shawnee! You, you can't be playing. We're, we're trying to have an interview, and I can't, I can't listen to your whining right now. I, I, I'm sorry. It's just my my disturbed nephew. He likes to call into my pocket, Shawnee. Shawnee, just God damn it, Shawnee! Put the ice on it. Just put the ice on it, and, and we'll uh. When I get home. When I get home, I'll rub it in some Ben Gay for you so you feel better. Shawnee, Shawnee, stop, stop crying. Stop crying. Stop the whining. Yeah, you got a fucked up personal life, Ronnie. People's, people's, 
Shawnee, yeah. people are listening to you on national television. We're just trying to have an interview. It's kind of rude. Now, that Shawnee, you, 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 you calm down? You, you calm? Okay. I want you to put the ice on it. And then I want you to put the Band-Aid on it. And y'all tell Amp, what's your favorite rapper? Uh, do y'all like like science fiction rap? Uh, you, you don't. You 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 you, you had a smoothie today. Marky I took Mark, the smoothie. Do you like do you like like science fiction rap? Uh, I don't listen to rap. Yeah, what do you mean you don't listen to rap? Doesn't can, everybody listen to rap? Like, there's got to be some. There's a, a lot of rappers out there. I mean, I'm obviously like hold, the best hold one on out a, there. Hold on a second. But there Johnny. is like a lot of rappers yeah, yeah, out there. That I'm sorry, what, Ronnie? <laughs> yeah, what's okay. going on, Ronnie? What the fuck are you laughing about, Ronnie? I don't understand why this guy's. I, I, what's, what's I, wrong? I'm you not okay? laughing. Yeah, you no, okay? No. I, I just had the deal. You so, okay? Real you got a fucking problem? I'm sorry, <laughs> Mar Marky Mark. What I was saying anyway is like you know, there's a lot of rappers that that connect with like different people, and uh, you know, I'm I'm like the best rapper, but like even being like a fan of science fiction, like there's science fiction rap out there, so there's got to be like a rapper out there that you like, right? I just never gotten to rap or heavy metal or. Yeah, well, you're listening to fucking country. Well, he's going to uh, he's he's going to show you a science fiction rap right now. At, at, Change actually, your mind. there is a certain type of music I listen to when I'm right yeah. or when when I'm writing. It it helps me focus. When you're right, if yeah, I got that. I'm always right. Yeah. Um, what kind of picture mean? writing something to like John Williams Star Wars, you know, and and writing a battle scene to that. That's the sort of stuff I listen to oh, when I'm yeah. writing. I, I love Star I Wars. I do that. I do that too. Is that I'm like when the stars are like memoirs. battling with each other or something? I, I, That's, uh, the, like music by John Williams I, I, and, I, I, and, and and others like him. I got I got a, a fairly large uh, collection of that sort of music. I, and, I bought I bought a couple of drugs off of that guy once. I've also yeah. if if you like say a good uh, soundtrack, you should uh, download yourself the soundtrack from that show Vikings. It's a uh, pr pretty nice. Uh, that pretty that cool. must be a cable show. I don't have cable, so why not? You need to get yourself some cable. Well, for that I gotta sell more books. <clears throat> Which is why I'm here. But um, the, the 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 music actually does help me focus on the writing. There are times when I wasn't sure if I could put you know the one word on there, and I turn on the music and it just flows, and I'm there typing for like about eight to ten hours. Oh yeah, music always helps me to my concentration. I thought rap I rap. So we're gonna put some music on for you right now. So it was this one time, I was walking down a runway, I was just in an underwear, I was just in my underwear, and there was a bunch of people watching me, and cheering me, and they were like, Driz, 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 and I saw like a pole, I went up to the pole, and I started trolling, and they were like, take the underwear off, take the underwear off, so I took the fucking underwear off, yeah, and I fucking was hard. And I started jerking off, and the crowd loved it. Okay, you gotta I keep was it, like, you gotta keep it PG. I was like PG, dancing around Real. the pole, like I was twirling around the pole, and I was whacking it. I was whacking it real Drew, hard, PG, and everybody buddy. in the crowd they were like, "Andres, you Andres." They were throwing fucking dollars. I know I said it was open. Though. They were, they were throwing dollars. 
all kinds of dollars. Yeah, with like a lot of money they threw at me. Yeah, and I just kept fucking jerking off. Yeah. And then there was this one guy, and he had fucking like a lightsaber, you know, like a lightsaber, like from that fucking thing that they do, and it was like green, and he like swung it at me, and I like jumped. Yeah, I jumped over the fucking lightsaber, and I shoved my dick in his mouth, and he fell. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, that that always helps me get some uh, work done when I listen to stuff like that. I got dinner work done. It didn't feel good. <clears throat> Y'all fucking dentists suck. So anyways, right, Mark I Anthony? A lot of money. Y'all, what you think money. about so the anyways, dentists? Are, are there any uh, yeah, any parts of your book that uh, that have been very much? Um, what would you say? Uh, maybe. Good. Created by the music you've listened to that were just inspired, that just, you know. I wouldn't say anything specifically inspired by, it's just that the, 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 the music, like, turns on a different part of my brain. <clears throat> For different elements of the story, I've taken inspiration from <clears throat> all sorts of different mm. things. And um, I've, I've had characters create themselves in the middle of writing something. Uh, Y'all are fucking I, I badass when, like, the out. fucking character that you rap about, and he's like, I'm fucking real now. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, I was, like, rapping about this fucking guy. We're just gonna help you process along here. Yeah. I was like, yo, there's this guy. He's fucking orange. He's got a weird toupee. And he's gonna rule the world one day. He's gonna be president. And then I made, I wrapped that, and then fucking Donald Trump appeared out of nowhere. Became president. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, he took over the world. Cause I fucking wrapped it, it became true. My raps become reality. My raps become reality. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what, what would you say are your favorite authors? Some of your favorite. Authors, uh, I, got him tug, tug. I got a whole shelf full of them. I got them going back to um, Frank Herbert from Dune. I have. I don't know if you've heard of Adrian Boat, but but he wrote um, ah, a book called Slan, which ah, is really Dune. interesting. Are you fuckers American a, or Tommy Bass? Um, Heinlein, Arthur C. Clarke, Ray Bradbury. I actually saw Ray Bradbury in person uh, like, uh, once. I was like about I like five I've, feet away from him. I've liked the Mr. Bradbury myself. Martian Chronicles is one of my favorites. Yeah. I, like I, tried, I tried to read it to Cheese over here, but he just kept on trying to... He, he just wouldn't fit still. You kept touching it. He kept on yeah. touching himself. At the time, yeah, yeah. At the time I met um, him, uh, the Martian Chronicles movie had just come out. And this was at at an event, um, a, a bunch of explorers scouts and stuff. Bloody. And he hated that movie. Mm. As, as compared to, to to his book, he really hated the movie. He raised his hand and said, "Okay, how many other people don't like that movie?" <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of people that like try to object my like raps to movies, and they fucking suck. They just weren't. They don't convey the right message. So I understand. I understand what Ray Bradbury is trying to get across, because you know, as an artist. You really have this thing that other people just can't understand. No matter how hard they try, they're just not yeah. going to understand it. And, like, there was this movie that people made about one of my raps, and it just wasn't even close to what I yeah, was trying to convey to, to other people. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've I've read science fiction and fantasy since I was a kid, so I got a whole mess of books. I, I couldn't narrow it down to one specific author because there's so many out there I like. Sweet. And, and there's there are some uh, there well there there are some like little known authors that have written like that one great book I'll find, and then there are some well known authors that I, I catch a book that I'm just going you know how could it who do you, We'll get away with this. Well, 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 Driz is going to sing you a song about some of his favorite authors. That's why I like a lot of authors. But I don't like the ones that you know of. I don't like the Stephen Kings. I don't like the Red Bradbury's. I don't like the fucking other guys that have big names out there. I don't know, like that Dean Koontz. That dude. Now, I like the guys you never heard of. Yeah. I like the guys like Philly Nilly. Yeah, you know, Philly Nilly, now you fucking don't, because you never gave him a chance. You never gave Philly Nilly a chance. Philly Nilly wrote some of the best fucking suspense, horror, science fiction. I mean, he wrote it all. Mind-bending bullshit. It wasn't bullshit, though. It was some of the coolest shit ever. He wrote one book where it was just about a tree. It was like 400 pages. 400 pages, Philly Nilly. He wrote this book, it was like 400 pages, and was about this tree. Page one was like, the tree was kind of happy. But he kept like kind of like writing more about how happy that tree was. He was like, because it filled a full page, so he was like, that tree, it was happy. But not as happy as you might have been. But probably a little bit more happier than that other guy sitting on that bench over there. Happier than those two cunts sitting on that bench. He was kind of happy, and after that one day, he grew a little flower on his tree. Yeah, and then you flip the piggy over, and it's like that tree. Yeah, he, he was a little bit more happier, because he had a flower. He had a lot of leaves, but like like one flower, and he was like, man, this is cool. But then he looked across the way, and there was another tree. On that tree, not only did it have flowers, but it had a lot of apples, and he was like, fuck, how can I... How can I be as cool as the apple tree? He was like, I got a flower, yeah, but I don't got a juice. lot of apples. Yeah, and he was like, I gotta be as, co- as cool as the apple tree. So he fucking pushed. He pushed really hard. Philly Nilly wrote this. And then when you flip the page over, Philly Nilly wrote the tree that wanted some apples. He pushed hard and grew some pineapples. He fucking... Pr- he fucking proved... That who was better than the apple tree by growing pineapples. Pineapples, they're like bigger and spikier than apples. And he was like, fuck you, apple tree. Yeah, and then it goes on for another like 300, 400 pages. But it's a lot. It's really good. You should read some stuff from Philly Nilly. Yeah. <laughs> you usually get to um, do the uh, artwork? On your novels. Well, um, for the first book, I, I, I originally started out. Um, the, the outfit is thankfully no longer around. Um, they're called Publish American. They did some clip art stuff, and I finally got away from them. And so I, when I w- went Indian, went on my own. Uh, a friend of mine, his, his daughter and her boyfriend are actually professional artists. 
So I had the I'll image in mind, and I went to them and went, how do you like to do a book cover? Mm. And they did a couple covers for me. I told them exactly Yelp what I my wanted, daughter. and it came out great. She came over to my that house. Is, that is fantastic. Yeah, because she moved out because she don't like me. She was Which like, we love art here. I don't really like you. Yeah, that I don't really like you. So my daughter, she like moved out. So was Drea's. Yeah, as soon as she turned 18, I was like, what the fuck, daughter? And then like five years later, my daughter came back with her boyfriend. Dude, he was a cool cat. Yeah, he was fucking cool. And I was like, hey, daughter, boyfriend, you guys want to have a threesome? And the daughter and the boyfriend were like, yeah, let's have a threesome. So we spent a whole night just fucking each other. It was kind of cool and it wasn't incest, but it was cool. A lot of people are like, Drew, why the fuck did you fuck your daughter? And I'm like, she's older now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't fuck your daughter when she's under 18, but when she turns like 20, 21, you can fuck your daughter as long as there's another guy in the room with you, it's okay. Yeah, I try to tell all my friends that and my fans that. That's the <laughs> truth. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of fucking your offspring. It makes you stronger. All the kings did it back in the day. You go back to fucking Mongolia. He fucked a lot of daughters. You know that Genghis Khan guy? He fucked all his daughters. Yeah, so you gotta do that. That's how you make your family strong. Yeah. Seems like a theme you could, uh... Weave into some of your novels one of these days. <laughs> um. Anyhow, where were we? Uh, anyway, at the art. I've lost track of things. Anyways, at the at the artwork. Hold on, we just got. Gotta go. Oh. Yeah, where can everybody find you, uh, Anthony Mark? Yeah, we Mark. just want to know. So, Marky, where can uh, we find Joe, you? Joseph. At thirteen. Um, my book, you can find me at uh, www.maldine.com. That's, that's M-A-L-D-E-N-E. You can find me I got all the links and everything over there. It's amazing. There's links to buy the books there in a bundle or a link to my Amazon page. You'll see the first couple of Maldine books. You the fucking daughter. I don't care what other people say. Inspector Flatfoot short stories. Okay. Well, well, you... Give us a rap about, about well, just dude. promote him a little bit. Tell us everyone. Y'all was about to say that that Mark Anthony. We learned a lot. Y'all, you learned the, a lot today. You're the best, and, and people Love should you. buy you your are the, book. You are the best. And no matter what everybody says, the Driz never fucked his daughter, except for that one time. That was bizarre. That was the weirdest. <laughs> and Best like, and worst thing after ever. After the truth is rap, he's just like, I went as raunchy as I could. I was like, all right, you want to talk about your daughter and, you, and her boyfriend? I'm going to talk about the time I'm I fucked. I'm pretty sure we were like yeah. audibly laughing. Oh, yeah. I kept that. trying to mute it. And <laughs> I was really hoping like he would like come at, at he, me somehow. But, he like, sat through a Johnny. <laughs> 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 and it was just fine, just ready to talk. Oh man! Oh my just god! Ready to talk and live and talk about fucking Star Wars soundtracks. Uh, good, good stuff. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> please somebody. Like I just feel like. Like, Bye any man. fucking... Like, how are these people real? Because any normal human being... He left would, in the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? I didn't hear that. I was yeah. in the other room. Yeah. 
know, maybe he, like... But throughout all that, like... All that. I don't understand. Like, either you hang up or you join in the fun, but it's kind of like these people constantly constantly take the route of like i'm just gonna ignore what they're doing and like talk about my product <laughs> and it's too much so to ignore, though like that was way too much to ignore. <laughs> it got worse and worse and more uh, crass and like yeah. he's still like stuck with it <laughs> gotta give him credit there <laughs> i love how i tried doing one character and just switched back to the dread yeah same with me i just did frankie <laughs> <laughs> It's just Ron's neighborhood is just gonna be the Drizz. Frankie and the Drizz part two. It's the new like Frankie and the Drizz. Ronnie and the Drizz. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Who sign us out? <clears throat> hey y'all! Just wanted to thank you, boys and girls, for watching uh, the Rob and Slim show tonight. And I just want to wish you all a happy night and good evening. Bye now. Happy weekend! Hope your house burns down. Hush your face, is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. WWW Hush your face. WWW Hush your face. WWW Hush your face. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio.